Hello and welcome to the Load Management Podcast. I am your host, Gage Sampson, here with my co-host, Jordan Briggs. We're going to be breaking down uh, the later part of this ADP rankings for Yahoo, the third to fourth round I think we're going to get through today, uh, maybe the fifth round. Um, we're going to try to get through the top 50 players for you. So starting off this week, we have... We have uh, Devin Booker. Yeah, Devin Booker. So, so we finished last week with Miles Turner. If you guys listened in last week, uh, we went through the first two rounds of the first top twenty-four players. Um, so we're starting with number twenty-five, Devin Booker. So point guard slash shooting guard for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. So if if the way Yahoo has it, he'll be he's a first-round pick in the third round. Um, they have him going for. Forty dollars, I believe. Forty dollars in auction. Um, Pretty much. I mean, Devin Booker. The only thing I, I don't love about Devin Booker is, one. So he finished last year like rank. What do we say? Rank sixty something. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty much playing primarily point guard for the Suns, and he's listed as a point guard and shooting guard. Remember that the Phoenix Suns brought in Ricky Rubio. So Devin Booker averaged almost seven assists a game last year. I doubt that he can replicate that. And I'm not sure the Phoenix wants him to have the ball in his hand that much because um, he, he's injury prone as is. Um, so, yeah, last year he finished rank um, 69, and that was with the assist number so high. So I'm not 100% certain that I'm confident in Devin Booker at, at $40 or even to start the third round if you're in a snake draft. He, he does he, He's a good scorer. We know that. He averaged um, – you know, 26 points a game. His field goal percentage is pretty good for that volume of scoring at 47%. Didn't make as many threes last year as you'd like, and especially for someone that's kind of known as a three-point shooter. Uh, he only made 2.1 a game last year because he only shot 32%. So assuming that the three-point percentage does come up and because he gets better looks in that offense, but the assist numbers come down. I oh, think they regressed to what he did last uh, two years ago. He had four point seven the two years ago, so that's probably I, more realistic. Right? Yeah, I would say it probably goes back down. I think if I had to put a realistic realistic expectation, you're probably looking at you're probably looking at sixty games played. If it depends on if they're competitive, they I mean they're going to shut Devin Booker down if they're not really winning games just to keep him healthy. So not like shut down, like keep taking him out the whole last month or two of the uh, the of the season. But like you know if he has like a if you tweak something, they're just going to keep him out for games. And back to backs, you might sit. Which is really bad if you draft this guy and you're you're competitive and you're and you're looking at him for uh, your playoffs. He's he's going to be a bad pick. So um, that's if they start sitting him. But he averaged so his averages last year were 26, uh, 26.6 points, 0.9 steals. So he's never been a steal steal guy. Uh, 6.8 assists is really good, and then uh, 4.1 rebounds. It's with pretty good rebound numbers out of a point guard position, considering yeah. he's eligible to play point guard. Yeah, and then 86 per, uh, 86% free throw. Shot actually really well from the field. He shot 40, almost 47%. Um, Three-point percentage doesn't really matter unless you have that in your league settings. Um, effective field goal percentage, he shot 52. Well, but the big thing that was actually pretty impressive, he shot 53% from two this year. Um, so... I, 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 if I had to guess what he's going to do, I would say he probably regresses maybe a little bit. The field goal percentage, his career average is 43. Last year, thought shot 47. Maybe he's just taking that jump as a scorer. I, I would think so because, I mean, he didn't have a point guard year last year and he, 
and now he's going to have a decent ball handler with him. I think he probably upset to 48. I, I would think so. The only the only thing that, that may balance it out some is if he shoots more threes. Last year he shot about half a game less or a half a shot less from three per game. If he shoots more threes because he's getting looks in that offense easier than just playing iso ball, which he was forced to do all the time last year, then maybe we see three percentage come up some, field goal percentage come down some, but threes made come up some. Overall, I don't think he's going to be a 43% shooter, but 47 seems to really like it may be a little a little high for him to expect going forward. Yeah, his three-pointers were down from the pre- previous year. He only made 2.1. He was 2.7 year before that. So I probably see that coming back up to around 2.5 to even maybe three a game. Because he shot 38% two years ago. Yeah, so um, Devin Booker, I, I like him. He, he'll, he'll probably go in the second round in most leagues um, because – the what the ADP is a lot of the AP ADP is it's um, based on people that are already drafted, but most people draft um, next probably couple weeks. yeah next couple weeks probably the week the week before the actual season start that's when we do ours. Um, so look, I would the ADP is probably going to change. We'll probably come back to it and see where where players are going when once drafts start. So, but I, I Devin Booker in the third round, I I probably see him more of as a high second round, but. In terms of auction, forty dollars seems pretty fair for him. I, I don't see him going for any less than that. He probably, um, depending on where you live, he'll, if you got a Suns fan, he'll probably go up to forty five. I bet, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch him at forty five just because um, injury history and this assist regression too. I would yes. be scared of assist regression. Yeah, assist regression. I wouldn't also. draft him as a. If you're, if you want to go, you know, is your primary point guard for assists, I wouldn't use him for that no no i would i would view him more as a heavy points guy maybe 28 a game upside yeah and and high threes he kind of reminds me of a, uh, um oh what's his name from this uh the jazz uh, mitchell yeah mitchell yeah and um, look at mitchell's assist numbers last year with rubio weren't very good yeah so rubio is a ball dominant guard that's all he really even brings to a team so to expect seven assists a game is pretty i mean who was his point guard last year like Isaiah can hand for a little bit, Melton. I mean, they, he went through the whole list of point guards. Yeah, and so we know he played point guard last year. I like Booker as a young as a young player. Obviously, more upside than um, you know a lot of these like Chris Paul, who's coming up on our list. I like Booker better than him, obviously, but um, just be wary of his assists. If you're you're looking for assist, is not. I wouldn't base his last year's stats as a baseline for this year because I just don't think he'll reach it. He'll reach it. Yeah, and I mean he's not going to. He played point guard last year, and he's not going to this year. The same so. thing is going to happen with like James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Yep. Um. So, yeah, forty dollars. I I probably won't touch him, but forty dollars seems right for him. But uh, next we have in the third round. Um, we're probably going to go through the top fifty. Um, it's going to be that's going to be like four rounds and one pick. So I mean it's not. We're just going to go to the top 50 of Yahoo. So uh, Mitchell Robinson's coming in at number 26. Um, yeah, he finished last year ranked 20. Yeah, well, wow. Which is crazy it, as a rookie. Yeah, so uh, Yahoo has him at $32. Um, the only reason I don't, I wouldn't touch Mitchell Robinson at this point is because of Fizdale. Uh, yeah, I don't trust him. I just, I don't trust, I don't like the I don't think I'm going to pick anyone from the Knicks. I don't like the Knicks. Their team is just, with that coach, and just, it's just a weird. It's just a situation that I just don't want to be a part of. Because would would it surprise you at all if their starting lineup doesn't even include Mitchell, or or if he's in the starting lineup, he's paying nineteen minutes a game. They play Taj Gibson at the center. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me. So that's why I'm not going to blow 
$32 in my budget on Mitchell Robinson and then have him only play 20 minutes a game. Because the thing is, the thing about New York that's kind of interesting is, and, and a lot of teams are like this, but they're, even though they completely lost the offseason, um, and if you look at our offseason grades, we talked about that some, they're still going to want to win games. Mm-hmm. That The owner, Jim Dolan, is going to want to win games. So the pressure's on Fisdale to win those games, and if he thinks that Taj Gibson's a better same kind of problem that, like, the Kings had last year. So unless they go full, like, build potential kind of thing, which... They have to tank this year. They're not going to be competitive. I, I, but then why But why sign five power forwards and other centers when you already have a Mitchell Robinson? You already signed a Julius Randle. If if they... It would make sense to me to play, to play small and play, like, Dennis Smith at the two and let, let Kevin Knox and... Uh, play the four and RJ Barrett at the three play small and play young. But the thing I'm worried about with Gage is right on just, I don't know if I trust the Knicks stats are not going to be competing. Yeah. The only player I probably trust on the Knicks and he probably is coming up here soon is probably, um, that power forward. They Julius Randall, Julius. I probably, I probably trust Julius Randall getting minutes and starting. That's probably the only player well, I, I paid would him like $21 million. They yeah. probably will play him. Yeah, so that's like the only player I probably would actually take a chance on just because I you know for sure he's probably going to start. So so if you're looking at Mitchell Robinson here, Mitchell Robinson is last year, like I said, he finished ranked 20, which is absolutely nutty because he does like one thing. Two. Yeah, well, yeah. three. So he well, he's an insane field goal percentage. His field goal percentage is really good, but remember, he's only taking four point four shots a game. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, I mean, the volume's not really there, but he still helps your field goal. He gets you rebounds and he gets you blocks. Yeah, and his rebounding numbers last year total of six point four. His per minute rebounding stats are fantastic. Last year, he only played twenty one minutes a game. Yeah. So first of all, he's a, a foul trouble is an issue for him. He averaged three and a half in only twenty minutes. That's not great. That doesn't project out to thirty five minutes a game very well. Mm-hmm. Um. And but two point four blocks in only twenty minutes. He's one of the the most elite blockers in in the entire league. So if you're looking for a block specialist, if you want to go, you know, last week if you listened to our podcast, we talked about different builds and and different configurations. If you're going big man heavy, Mitchell Robinson is an elite blocker. And you know, if he plays twenty five minutes a game this year, or you could probably be looking at three blocks a game. Yeah, which is going to win you it by well, nearly by itself against a lot of teams. So yeah. that's what you get out of Mitchell Robinson. Just. I don't really trust. And for $31 is what he's going for on Yahoo right now, second pick of the third round. There's a lot of other guys in that area that I think bring more in multiple categories that I like more because you're not getting hardly any points. Um, I would I would take Mitchell Robinson at $40 if he wasn't on the Knicks. Oh, I, I agree. If he was on a competitive team where I was, had faith in his minutes. Then if you yeah. guarantee me Mitchell Robinson would play more than 25 minutes a game, I would take him at $40. And not even think about it. Yeah, I would too. I just no, and it and it kind of shows in the there's a huge drop off here, obviously from forty dollars for Booker to thirty dollars from Robinson. That um, it's just not a whole lot of faith in in that organization. So next on our list is another center, kind of a, a different build center, DeAndre Ayton, another Phoenix Sun. DeAndre Ayton coming in the third round of the third pick and averaging just twenty nine point eight dollars, um, in auction drafts. So Aiden is one of those guys that kind of slipped under the radar last I've year. I've been I've been reading and listening to a lot of podcasts and looking at videos, and DeAndre Aiden's actually going for higher than what Yahoo has his ADP at, at least in competitive leagues. I know I was listening to Josh Lloyd on the Lockdown Lockdown podcast. His mock draft had Mitchell Robinson or uh, DeAndre Aiden going for like around forty bucks. I think it's totally realistic. Yeah, um, he's just a big man, man. He's he gets you points, rebounds, field goal percentage. And he's actually a good free throw shooter. 
which is tough to find. Yeah, and I mean, he gets you one one to one point two blocks a game. Yeah, not an elite block, but you know, one one and a half a game. And defensive end is something that um, you know we know that he had a kind of deficiency in coming out of the draft. So you see slight improvement there. Maybe your stocks go up some. He actually did average um, about a steal per game last year, which is pretty good for yeah, a center. It's yeah. not horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, low turnovers, obviously, a, a, an elite level rebounder. I mean, ten a game is. In, in today's NBA, that's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's a really efficient scorer. He doesn't um, doesn't make any threes, at least didn't last year. Um, but 58% is, is, is very good, not elite, but very good for a center, and 16 points a game as well. So, And if I had to do a projection, I would probably say if they get that offense going and DeAndre – can stay healthy i know he had some injury issues last year but he played 70 games he gets more they get an actual offense going in there and because i mean they've been through what like four head coaches or something crazy so yeah he's only been if, there it, one if year. they actually get him involved in the offense i could see him averaging 20 points a game and with rubio too he could probably take that john collins leap oh i think so too yeah. I, I imagine a pick and roll a pick and roll based system with with him and rubio yeah um and even him and booker and he's a good shooter man he could do that uh, pick and pop too yeah he's not a one-dimensional offensive player he has more offensive upside than a lot of the big men that we're looking at in this area, especially, you know, like Mitchell Robinson is a whole different, you know, story there. But um, I like DeAndre Ayton. The only thing, I think last year he was a little pre-hyped. He was more expensive than I would have anticipated um, because obviously first overall pick. Same kind of thing we're going to see going on with Zion this year. Um, The, you know, he plays for a team that should be running pretty quickly just based on their their youth uh, and their coach. So if you're looking for, for scoring and rebounding, he's a pretty good option to do decent stocks and decent percentages. He's not amazing in any one category, um, but a good free throw shooter. So that does help him. A lot of those centers tank those free throws. Um, so coming up next on our list is um, Ben Simmons. I think we've, he dropped down. I think we talked about Ben Simmons last week. Um. And then, so next on our list would be Donovan Mitchell. These, so these projections do change as drafts go through. So there are, might be some people that have gone down in cost or gone up in cost. I was looking through and I didn't see anyone else that we didn't go over last week. Um, but it looks like Ben Simmons has slipped down a little bit. I think we finished with him um, last week. So following him on the list, and this is still the beginning of the third round, Donovan Mitchell, uh, point guard and shooting guard for the Utah Jazz. Oh, did Ben Simmons slip? Yeah, he because we, we talked about Ben Simmons last. Oh week. yeah, he was like a forty dollar player. Yeah, so he slipped some, and like I said, these are fluid. Um, oh, that that's a big drop. He was a second round player. Yeah, I mean he's now fallen into the the first half of the third round at, at thirty five thirty four dollars. So as people draft, people aren't spending as much as yeah. I as mean he just has so many limitations. I mean we already went over him, but he, I think people are realizing his he has so many limitations that you can't. It's hard to take a second round pick on him or even spend more than 40 bucks on him yep donovan mitchell a, a guy last year i think would had some you know had obviously in a fantastic rookie year and i drafted donovan mitchell last year was really excited about his sophomore campaign <laughs> yeah, he spent like what 42 bucks too on much him? and uh <laughs> it didn't go all that well donovan mitchell regressed offensively last year um in some in some areas um field goal percentage was down half a point um his assist numbers were about the same. His turnovers went up just a slightly. Um, I guess it's not really so much that he regressed. It's just that he didn't get any better. And that was kind of a problem because you're drafting him like someone that's going to take a leap like we expect Aiton to do. 
Um, 24 points a game is okay, but 43% shooting really hurts. Uh, so you just need to understand that what you're getting out of him is someone in 43% is, is a lot of had to do with his second half. Cause his first half was much worse. Yeah. Uh, Fantrax actually has Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Fantrax is a big fantasy website. They, uh, have guides and stuff, but fan, um, I like to just look at other guides and see what, what they have players valued at. Um, I could go through the other players, what Fantrax has them, but they're uh, pretty similar. But Fantrax has uh, Don Mitchell going for around fifty bucks. Yeah, I think that's a reach. Yeah, it, I think that's the reason really they have his chance of another leap, uh, another big leap. But so the 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 Yahoo ones that we're giving you are just based on drafts that have already happened. But just like we said, we're doing this a little bit early because we have so many players to get through mm-hmm. that. Not a lot of teams have drafted yet, so these are still kind of out in the air. I mean, you can see, you know, when you guys prepare for fantasy basketball, you'll see, you'll do your all your preparation, and then the day before your draft, there'll be one guy who jumps up $10 or something. You know, has a good preseason game, or and, someone gets hurt, or whatever. And this is um, and th- this is all based on how, how big your team is, because the more players you have in your fantasy league – the more players are going to be because people are going to want them more. They're going to drive up the price. Yeah, so we're only looking at like a – so we're basing this off of our settings, which is just a 12-person team. Yeah. Um, or 12-team league. Like Fantrax has Anthony Davis going for between 80 and $90, which I think he went for like 82 in our draft last year, which is probably more – I think he's at 77 projection. For, yeah, so he's – I would I would take what we say for with Yahoo's ADP, probably with a grain of salt – because I know Kyrie Irving, like a lot of these players are probably going to go maybe five ten dollars more than what Yahoo has it, just because there hasn't been many drafts, so like the numbers aren't there yet. Yeah, the, the whole point of this really isn't to say like you should be spending twenty nine dollars because that really, really you should be basing on what you, what you spend based on what the market says he's mm-hmm. worth, and that's why like using the the Yahoo average cost is a great way to find out, but you need to wait until closer in the season. Really, what we want to do is just go over these players and talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah oh, are yeah. they going to get better? Are they going to get worse? Or you know, like we were talking to Devin Booker. Yes, he's going to we'll probably lose some assist. Those are the kind of things we're hoping you guys get out of this. And things that when we're looking at players, if I was drafting tonight, these are the things that I would be thinking about. Um, Gage and I were talking before the podcast tonight. So this year will be my tenth anniversary of fantasy basketball. So I've picked up. It's it's funny how I progress from someone that just like goes in and looks at, oh, I, you know, Chris Paul is a great name. Go in and get him. Um, and there's obviously still, you know, you can still do that and have fun, but I think it gets really interesting when you start really critically thinking about these players and, and how they're going to project next year. So Donovan Mitchell, like we said, didn't take the leap that we were hoping he would take next year um, or in his second year from the first year. But who's to say he's not going to take it in the third year? If I, you know, if I'm drafting in, in this spot in the middle of the third round, and that's when typically players take those big leaps to the third round, like Siakam is a big example last oh, yeah. year. So. And, I, and I like, I like, I know that Donovan Mitchell is not an assist heavy. He is, does play point and shooting guard, more, mostly shooting guard, but only four a game. That's probably not going to go up a whole lot with Michael Conley coming in. But efficiency is where I see a, a potential jump here. And that's what really hurts. You know, if you're drafting a player like Donovan Mitchell, yes, you're getting 24 points a game, but you have to account for that 43% field goal percentage. If he gets up to 45, 46, now you're rolling. Yeah, you have to, so he's, what 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 do you how many shots do you have to take? So you got to take it um, if you're if you're going to be really uh, in the nitty gritty when it comes to stats and like projecting what your team's going to do. You have to take into account how many uh, shots they're taking. Yeah, and he took twenty a game last year. Like Stephen Curry's going to take less shots than Donald Mitchell, but score more because he's more 
efficient. Yeah, and that's so it's it's pretty much just you know, high volume scores like this can really tank down that field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell is one of those guys that when you look at his last year stats, forty three percent is probably a little scary. I'm not all that worried about forty three percent on him because I think with Conley added to that offense, more shooters around him because they added in Bogdanovich and they'll probably play Ingles as well um, and have a, a more spread out floor i think that helps donovan mitchell if you get up to 45 percent in his field goal percentage there's no way he regresses on points per game they still are going to need scoring on him yeah you just don't get a whole lot he is a good steals 1.4 but um not a lot of assists not a lot of rebounds four is is average for a shooting guard and another thing that take into account is little things can make a player's draft stock go through the roof like um like stephen curry would be like a number one overall pick if you're still averaging two two steals a game. Yeah, just that. But, that he, but he dropped down to like one point four, and that drops him like four or five like uh, yeah, spots. He, he's going to be you know ranked four or five because he's he's not because I mean you're going to be missing out on. I don't. I mean I don't even know like ten steals a week, eight steals a week. Yeah, that that can win you games. That win you weeks. That can win you the uh, that that. Um, uh, that category category yeah sorry (laughs) it win you that category so um little things can really bump a guy up so like if donovan mitchell upped his field goal percentage probably three or four percent he'd be a second round pick yeah that's a huge jump i mean you're talking about making you know going last year where he's shooting 20 times and he's making you know eight and a half of them if he makes 10 maybe 10 and a half and we're talking about you know 10 and a half probably he's gonna i'm assuming he's gonna shoot a little bit more yeah if he even goes up from making Nine out of those twenty instead of eight. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. That's that's probably what forty-seven percent from yeah. the field. So yeah, you, all you really need is a couple percentage points, and it really does matter because over the course of a whole week, you're talking about you know a couple percentage points, especially in those those field goal percentage category mm. is you, know, you can lose by all it takes is you know a hundredth of a percent. Yeah. You know it calculates all the way out, so it doesn't take a whole lot. I think our in our league the championship last year came down to one missed field goal. Yeah, that's it, crazy. It, came, it was like a – I can't remember the guy who did it, but it was a runner in the lane from a guy who shot a low field goal percentage. He missed it, and it lost the championship. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that's you know a really tight situation, but really take everything, you know, when you're talking about is this guy going to shoot better than 43%, it's a big deal. It doesn't sound like a big deal. 44 versus 43, who cares? Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to – when it's a, the category that, you know, you have to win. Yeah. All right, uh, next on their list, they have Chris Paul uh, going for tw- 28-ish dollars um, in the middle of the third round. I can see where him going at this. I mean, it really depends on what team he ends up on. If he's Thunder for the rest of the season, I think Chris Paul will put up the same stats he's always has. Not as good as with the Clippers, obviously, because he's older. But, I mean, if you can get at least 60 games out of Chris Paul, I, I don't mind taking him here, but that's a big if. My biggest concern with Chris Paul is not so much that he can't put up the numbers that he's been putting up the last couple of years because they really haven't been amazing. It's just staying on the court. Yeah. Last to so the last two years, he's only played 58 games. 58 games out of a $30 player hurts. I mean, that's tough. For me, I'd rather, and especially late in the year, older players tend to wear down. So now we're talking about you're in your fantasy playoffs and Chris Paul's sitting out. Mm-hmm. I don't love it. I've I've never really been a guy that likes to draft older players. You can a lot of the times get older players on cheaper for cheaper. Um, obviously, they have limited upside. But if you have a career history like Chris Paul, yeah, we know Chris Paul when he's on the court, still going to be an effective player at 33 years old. We're not worried about that. It's just about 
can his ankles stay intact? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. They, uh, Fantrax has him at $24. So obviously Fantrax has these guys a lot higher value than what Yahoo has them. And they don't even believe in Chris Paul. So yeah. And I was like De'Aaron Fox is coming up on our list here. If I have an option to choose Chris Paul versus De'Aaron Fox, I'm taking the upside. It's take the upside. Even if it costs you a few more dollars, I just, I've never been a guy that drafts that drafts older players. I, I mean, pretty much anyone that's flirting with 31, 32 years old is too risky for me. Unless they're like an Ironman like LeBron. But. Yeah, there's certain players that you're not as worried about, but especially people like Chris Paul. Chris Paul, um, we, we know what Chris Paul does. And his field goal percentage last year was really low, with the lowest of his career by far. That's concerning. He went from 46% 2017 to 42% last year. Still a good three-point shooter and scoring you know, 23 threes per game obviously a very good free throw shooter as well in the high 80s um assist numbers were still at 8.2 even playing with harden he can meet that easily his stats without harden are, are were almost the best of his career last year just i mean it's a really short sample yeah. size and obviously he was probably going against lesser talent because he was uh, probably going against backups but he was averaging like like 20 and 20 and 10 yeah and that's James Harden. that kind of just even proves our point like we we know chris paul can do it mm-hmm. it's just can he do it for 80 games 75 games uh, probably not no i mean if you're if i mean if chris paul goes around 20 dollars, i'll take a chance on chris paul at 20 dollars. then that was going to be you just kind of hit on my next point there is the the only time like i said i'm not an old guy player but the only time that it's okay is if you get someone like him who the rest of the league is really worried about which maybe it's yeah. even if you if you have you know if you want to take the flyer on someone like that if he slips mm-hmm. we know what you're going to get for those 60 games if you get 60 good 17 points a game and nine assists and you get it for 18 dollars yeah uh go for it yeah but just be weary of where he's where he's at and the people around him if De'Aaron fox is an option for a dollar more take your upside yeah all right, next on the list who's ranked way too low is John Collins. I agree. Uh, John Collins, they have him. Are we still in the third round here? Yeah, no. we're just about at the end of the third round here. Okay. Um, who took the, Who took over Ben Simmons' spot in the second round? I, I didn't actually look that up. Yeah, I didn't, I'm not sure either. I looked, and I think we, we covered everyone. I think Ben Simmons might have been the last pick we went over in the okay. second round. Yeah, so John Collins, uh, Fantrax has John Collins go for $37, which I think is more realistic. Uh, John Collins took a huge leap. I think he only went for like $10 last year. He was ranked 24. Yeah. So so, you're talking about that's the end of the second round. Yeah. So John Collins, and that's without getting any blocks. So if this guy averages, gets you even like 1.2 to 1.5 blocks, you're looking at maybe a first-round player. Oh, if John Collins could block the ball, he'd be like top 10 easily. Yeah. Um, I don't know if if that is in his – John Collins is not a great defensive player. I'm not sure if that's something that – you know, I, I'm not banking on that that progression. Although in his rookie year, he did average 1.1, mm-hmm. so he dropped from 1.1 to 0.6 last year. Some of that was how he was being used. And Denman is a good rim protector. He loses that this year. So Alex Len or maybe like, the other guy they have Bruno Caboclo or someone else that may that slide into that five spot. But he was used pretty much as a stretch four last year. Um, outside of stocks, John Collins is a fantasy stud. Yeah, and if he if he gets back to one point one stocks, you're talking top ten. I mean, easy top ten. Yeah, because he's I mean at nine point eight rebounds, so he only played thirty minutes, and you could easily get that up to thirty two, thirty three minutes. So and some of that's is just because he wasn't he foul trouble first of all, bad defender, yeah, three point three fouls. So if he grows at all there, why not pay thirty four? 
Yeah, so um, just to give you an idea of what he did last year, he averaged 19.5 points, 1.6 rebounds, uh, nine point, or, sorry, um, 19.5 points, uh, 1.6 blocks, two assists, 9.8 rebounds, shot 76% from the free throw, which is really good for a big man, and then he shot um, 56% from the field, which is incredible. And if this guy gets you – plays maybe two or three more minutes a game, and he gets you 11 rebounds, maybe gets you up to about 22 points, gets you a block a game. I mean, he's hitting a three a game too, which is impressive. Um, yeah, you're looking at maybe almost a first-round player right here. So Yeah, I, I really like John. And you look at his per 36-minute stats, I mean, and they're just absurd. Yeah. Um, already his counting stats are very good. And the, the one thing that John Collins, I think surprisingly so for how much he's used – so his rookie year, he only shot seven times a game and shot 57%. Last year, he shot twice as many, almost 14 times per game, still shot 56%. So he is a high-volume player and mm-hmm. still doing it efficiently, shooting 40 or 34% from three as well. So he's not just you know jacking up threes, killing his field goal percentage. He made one three a game last year. 1.4, 1.5 is not unrealistic for John Collins, um, especially as that team grows offensively as Trey Young becomes a better passer and a better NBA player too. That helps John Collins. So the points per game at 19 and a half, that seems like it's going to be getting close to the limit. There's just not a whole lot more points to have on that team. Yeah. I would say uh, max for him, maybe next year is probably 22 points. Yeah. I just, it's hard to get a whole lot more when you're playing with a player mm-hmm. like Trey young. Plus they add in, you know, Cam Reddish and um, I mean, even at, yeah, it's just, even if he improves his blocks, I mean, he, he jumps significantly. Yeah, really, it's all about John Collins, even as is, as is, he's ranked 24. To gra- to draft a player who is ranked 24 um, for the cost that he's going for. And I don't think he'll go. I think he'll go for more around no, 35. I, I would 40. say mid-30s, but I like him at mid-30. Oh, yeah. I mean, if I can get him for under 40 bucks, I'm taking that every day. And I think you, the upside you have, like I said, John Collins, another really young player. This is only going to be his third year in the league. Um very athletic player but he's also pretty refined too he's not you know we're not worried about age or anything like that with this guy the thing that makes me excited about john collins is that he he makes three pointers too which is really big for big man which kind of makes up for him not getting blocks but you still want to see maybe get him up to one a game because he only actually last year only played so 61 games he was he did was banged up a little bit last year but still finished ranked well he was more more of the start of the season like i think he was healthy most of the season after he was I think he missed what the first month or two. Yeah, because he came off with some kind of off season. Yeah. Issue. So, but after that, he was. I think he was pretty healthy. Because I, I know that he missed maybe until like November ish. Mm-hmm. So, um, but my, I was going to follow up with that. Is I don't think he's an injury risk. No. I mean, no. he wasn't someone that was like constantly dealing with minor dings like Chris Paul is. Yeah. So, I love the upside with John Collins. I think even if we've seen what John Collins is going to be, fire him up at. Uh, you know, middle of the third round, I really like that that guy. Rebounds, high rebounds, high scoring, high efficiency, plus threes. He provides a lot of categories. And if he gets you some blocks, then all the power to you. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, they have Darren Fox. Darren Fox, uh, they have him ranked at around $27. And that's uh, it's close to what Fantrax has. Fantrax has him at around $31. Um, we're getting pretty close to the fourth round, right? Uh, third round. Um, yeah, we're still just the latter half of the because we've done one, two, three, yeah. four, five, six, seven. So just the so end. he's eighth. So yeah, eighth he's the eighth pick in the third round. Um, Darren Fox he had a huge jump um, from his rookie season. I don't think anyone saw that. Huge, he went, yeah. Just he went really cheap last year. I know. 
Um, the guy that drafted him, I mean, he was like number one in the league forever because he just got all these players that had huge leaps, yeah, like Brooke Lopez and Darren Fox and stuff. But um, Darren Fox, I, I, I like Darren Fox. I don't know if I like him for thirty one dollars. If unless he makes a big leap, but um, I think he's probably priced fairly around twenty seven here um, for what he gives you. See, um, I I like Darren Fox. I think there's a, a Darren Fox is. He's not really elite in any category, which it does kind of hurt, like especially if you're building towards a certain thing. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're going to go out there and De'Aaron Fox is going to get you 11 assists a game. Maybe he goes up, and last year's seven a game was good. Not great, but good. The only thing I don't like about De'Aaron Fox as a guard is he only shoots 72% from the field. Or free throws, uh, 72 from yeah, free he's throws. Yeah, he's a bad free throw shooter. Um, I shot a decent field goal percentage for a guard uh, around 46%. And made threes. That was the biggest surprise. Is yeah. He made 1.1 threes a game last year. Yeah, I would like them to see him make maybe two a game next year. I'm not sure that's going to be part of his game. He would. It would take some shooting growth from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had good shot selection last year, but yeah, he wasn't he a high volume. Yeah, you know he's only shooting under three a game. So, De'Aaron Fox, yeah, you're right. Field goal percentage or free throw percentage is a problem with him. He doesn't really pop out anywhere. 17 points a game for a guard in the third round isn't great. Um, seven assists is average. Seven, I would say, I mean, assists are kind of hard to get. They are. Uh, I would say seven assists is pretty elite for um, uh, for this part of the round. For the, for this value, yes, I would say it's not. It's it's probably the best assist numbers outside of Chris Paul you'll get per game mm-hmm. um, in this area. But obviously, I mean, I still like Trey Young's assist upside more. Even Doncic, I think, has more assist upside. Um, but obviously, you're spending more money for those guys. So, but I, what I'm saying with him is, is, if you're doing like a really you know, I don't expect him to be an eleven assist guy. I don't think he's going to take that kind of job. I could see him maybe doing an eight, eight a game. He could. He did pretty much play thirty two minutes a game last year. It if his assist numbers go up, it's going to have to be because his team improves. Yeah, I think. In which he which could, it ha- which young. it has. I mean, I, I mean, everyone's. It's such a young team. I think. I think they get better. And he gets Harrison Barnes for a full year. Harrison Barnes produces assists just because he's a, a floor spacing shooter. Yeah. Um. But I, I like De'Aaron Fox. He's was has been really consistent health wise. Um, he's young and has good upside. He doesn't really kill you anywhere. His free throw percentage hurts, but he doesn't shoot a whole lot. Five a game is an average amount. But um, stocks steals um, one point six per game and actually point six blocks last year, which is pretty high for a guard. I really don't put a whole lot of value into point guards getting blocks unless it's they've shown it over a course of, a, of of multiple years because I think it's just really rare. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot of blocks to get 0.6 a game, really. You're talking about like 40 blocks, 45 blocks a year, something like that. Um, Once you get around 0. 0.8, 0. 0.9 for a guard, that's that's when it becomes starting elite, elite yeah. territory. So, but 1.6 deals is, is very good for him. He is a very good defensive player. Yeah, um, which so, is surprising because he... he up to the steals by 0.6 which is pretty impressive and i think he has room to grow there too i like the upside of De'Aaron fox i like the i like him very the, healthy very healthy and the biggest thing that i if the re, the biggest reason i like De'Aaron fox and why he's on my radar is his offense has changed yeah he went from from dave yogurt to dave yogurt dave yogurt dave yogurt yeager whatever his name is j-o-d-g the guy that plays bielitsa over marvin bagley he doesn't deserve for me to say his name right to luke walton yeah and if we've seen anything from luke walton whether he's a good nba coach or not we know he likes to run Mm -hmm. so if De'Aaron fox is allowed to run which he really wasn't last year then 
you know, a couple points, a couple assists there too. All right. Next on the list, they have uh, Christoph Porzingis. Uh, this is probably the most riskiest pick in the top top four, I would say, um, just because you don't know what his health is going to be back. Like he's he's been out a year and a half now. Um, it's crazy. It's been so long. Yeah. The, uh, Fantrax has him at thirty four dollars. Um, Yahoo has him at twenty six. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm going to touch Kristoff this year just because of load management. What did you say? Fantrax has him at. 30, 36. $34. Yeah. And I, I, I think I agree more with Fantrax's, but $34. I mean, I, I know people are going to take him for the upside because when he was healthy, he was he was a monster. But you don't know if you're getting – ACL tears have come a long way. Like, p- players usually are back to normal. But he was out days. a long time from it. Yeah. Part I, of it might have been because of his situation with New York, but we're looking like what Clay Thompson's going to come back and then how much time that he's missed – yeah, he's a big man. I think they just didn't bring him back because they were just bad. Because it sounds like he could have played for the Mavs last year. There yeah. were some rumors. I know I picked him up last year because there were some rumors he would play, but they weren't really serious competitors. Yeah, I think they just wanted to make sure he was healthy. And year and a half, I mean, there's a good chance he could be healthy. Even before the big injury, he was still really injury prone. And the, the, Yeah, he was. He played 65 games the year before that, 72. Which is 72 is okay as a rookie. The one thing I'm concerned about with Porzingis is – the numbers that he had in New York were when he was by himself. He was with Carmelo. He, with Carmelo, towards the, not not 2017, right? Carmelo would have been with the the Thunder. Oh, well, the, I mean, the, the two months he played without Carmelo before he got hurt, he was yeah, pretty four, good. 48 so. games. He was. I'm saying he was by himself 48 games by himself in New mm-hmm. York. Um, I think Tim Hardaway was the only other offensive player he had there. Yeah. Um, 22 points a game is great, but field goal percentage of 44 43 yeah. 44 if you're rolling him out as a, as a power forward center obviously a position he plays it's just just understand that you're not getting a high field goal percentage center uh, you are getting threes out of a center position so if you're building it around that he's a good option there it's almost dirk like dirk wasn't a good field goal percentage yeah. guy too um it just i just don't know i don't know how many i think there's a possibility his efficiency can go up with a better player in Doncic and a better. He has a roster. way better playmaker. Like he's never had someone like Doncic oh, passing no. the ball, or run pick and roll with him. So. I'm trying to think of who his point guard would have even been. Yeah, it's uh, not Raymond Felton. Oh please. Know. So, I mean, with a with a decent actual point guard or a playmaker like Doncic, I I see his field goal percentage probably going back up to around 48, 49. I, I mean, like like Marcus Hall maybe. He could. His career high is 45. He he may take that jump. I'm not sure he can score 23 points a game doing that. No, I if I would have to guess what he averages this year, just from covering from injury and being out so long, probably around 18. That's probably because he's probably the second option on that team, right? Oh, I would think. Yeah, I, I mean they still have Hardaway, but he's not going to get the I, ball. Away. I don't even know if he'll start. No, I'm not sure he will either. The the thing with Porzingis and the thing that he, I don't really know how you build around Porzingis because he's. Really high block numbers, which is great, two point four. But his field goal percentage is so bad that, and he shoots eighteen times a game. So if you're going for like a big man, like high blocks, high rebounds, he's only six and a half rebounds a game. Like, what do you? How do you build around Porzingis? I think it's difficult. His assist numbers are incredibly low, one point two per game. He like his offensive game is like predicated like a guard, but he plays defense like a big man. Yeah. So I, I I don't know. Porzingis is a weird player. I don't think I'll unless he goes stupid cheap. I don't think I'll pick him up. I, I mean, the upside is there, but just uh, so much injury history with him being seven three and just being like 
240 wet. Like, I, I just, I'm not going to take that chance on him, but if you want to, and he, he turns out and we're wrong, I mean, that's great. I hope he's, I hope he's healthy. I mean, I, I love seeing really good players oh, play. So. And, and I really like Porzingis as a player. He's fun to watch. I mean, we know he has some efficiency problems. I just, my like I said, my only concern with Porzingis is I don't know how you fit him in a team. I, on a fantasy team, I don't understand. If you're going with a, a block-heavy team, yeah, he's 2.4 blocks a game, going to be one of the top blockers in league. But then you look at his field goal percentage, and it's going to counter. Like, if you put him with a Rudy Gobert, like Rudy Gobert, who's shooting seven times at 70%, and Porzingis is shooting 18 times at 43, there goes your field goal percentage that week. It doesn't, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't really, it's going to. I mean, if you do an all big man with him, you probably, you probably still win field goal percentage. But if you're like relying on him to like, unless you're going like a guard heavy, he makes more sense with a guard centric team. Yeah. And if you're trying to compete in blocks, his blocks are a rare category. Mm. You're not going to compete against the guy who gets Drummond and Gobert, but, but you might be able to compete against the guy who's rolling out Vucevic or someone like that. Who's not going to get a lot of blocks. So I just just be weary. Anytime you get a center that has that kind of abnormality, it's just something you have to consider. You don't want to. So Fantrix hasn't been going thirty four, but Yahoo has them at around twenty six bucks. I'll take that chance at twenty six bucks, but thirty four bucks, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not blowing my budget on him. I don't much. think so either. But twenty six, I'll take that chance. Next guy up. Ooh, this is a doozy. Um, Almost as interesting as poor, more interesting than Porzingis. Yep, uh, Zion Williamson. That's the highest rookie I think I've ever seen. I mean, I guess I've only been playing two years. So, um, is this yeah, the highest? Is this the highest rookie you've ever seen? You've you've played. I'm Jordan's played think, uh, since 2009. So, I, we haven't had. First of all, I'm I am a risk averse fantasy basketball player, so I don't draft rookies. Um, basketball players are some of the the only rookies that do put it, produce. I had Doncic last year, but I traded for him, mm-hmm. and I drafted Trey Young, but I got Trey Young really cheap because no one liked Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Um, you traded him right before he and yeah, off. and I traded him before he found out how to shoot the ball. So I, I'm not a big like twenty six dollars is what Yahoo has him at. I'm not doing it. I I I just don't know, and that's what scares me. Is I'd rather have someone like in the area Pascal Siakam. Okay, twenty five dollars. I know I know what he can do. I just I Zion has more upside I think even than someone who is the most improved player. But that team is not devoid of talent. We're not throwing Chris, or we're not playing Zion Williamson in New York. That's yeah. not where he went. That's true. He's on the Pelicans. The Pelicans have legitimate NBA producers. Whether those guys have won or not is a different story. But if you look at the lineup, Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Derek Favors, who he's going to be starting next to the front court. Derek Favors averaged 17, 16 and a half points a game last year. This is not going to be a team that's going to just throw the ball into Zion or let Zion run it up the court all the time because they have other ball handlers in Drew and Lonzo. So I think you just you take the chance because you know he's going to start. He will start, and he will be exciting. The reason you take Zion is not because of his exciting dunks. I mean, it's it's fun to watch a player do like crazy stuff like that. But a lot of people like Zion is for his defensive uh, upside. Yeah, I think his block upside is high. I like I like his potentials uh, for for blocks. I just first of all he will be a hype beast. So realize that people will pay for Zion. Mm-hmm. He's he's currently projected by Yahoo to rank forty one. So yeah. end of the third round. Uh, Fantrax has him going at thirty five dollars. That at a, in a two hundred dollar budget, I'm taking the I'm going conservative. I'm going pat like someone like Siakam Auto Porter in that area before I go Zion 
you have more upside with Zion. And some people, and, I, and this is something I've heard before, some people strategy is that you're playing to win not to lose right you play for upside Mm -hmm. and i do that in some ways but i'm a little more conservative i just don't know people rookies flop all the time yeah i mean look at like lonzo ball was supposed to be just a a fantasy beast and he was really good in some areas but then you look at his field goal percentage and, and no one expected that or his you know no threes made i think i think people the reason people are high on zion williamson is the the main stats zion are gonna give he's gonna give you field goal percentage He's going to give you some points, probably 15, I would say, around there. Um, rebounds, I don't see him averaging less than nine. Um, defense upside, he could probably average you three stocks a game with steals and blocks. And he gets you um, uh, assists, too. Assists, yeah. He I don't think he'll get many. I threes. think he'll get, I think he'll average two to three a game. Assists. Yeah. I could, I, the only thing he, three to four, I, I'd be uncomfortable. The only with. thing he's going to hurt you in is three point meters made and free throws. But when and you probably turnovers, too. As a big man. Yeah. Because he'll have the ball in his hand more than, yeah, you know. So you draft Zion as, like, if you're doing, like, a big man build, like a punt, like a punt assist or punt, like, you know, that kind of build. I want to take his hands on Zion. I, I mean, unless he goes over, like, 30-ish dollars, I probably won't take him. But, it, I mean, if he drops around 31 to $32, I'm taking him at that, that just because of the upside. I, I'm a hype beast. So, I, I, I mean, he, he – I like taking like one player that's exciting that could like be crazy, but like I took Russell Westbrook last year, which kind of bit me in the ass. But I I like Russell Westbrook. I, the triple doubles it got me excited, so that's why I took a chance on him, even though he really fell off efficiency wise last year. So maybe I'm going to be a little bit less hype, and I'm going to take I'm going to try to go for Zion. Um, it, it you got to spice. It. I mean, I know you 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 want to win your fantasy, but it's always fun to take an exciting player like that. Oh yeah, I mean, he's much more fun to own than Draymond Green. I can tell you that much. Yeah. Um, next on our list we have, uh, they have Draymond Green, who was an absolute stud at the end of the year, um, but was really disappointing for a majority of the year. Um, Fantrax has him going at thirty five dollars. Um, I think this is this is the last pick of the draft, uh, third round. Uh, Otto Porter would be so we oh. still got three. Okay, more. so he yeah they have him at the tenth, tenth pick in the third round. Uh, they have Draymond Green for going for twenty four dollars. Uh, Fantrax has him thirty five dollars. I think Fantrax is high on him, just because uh, no no Thompson no Durant. He's going to be the focal point of the offense, um, running high post, passing out of the high post. He's brings the ball. Up Draymond Green is not sexy, but he gets you. No, but what he gets boring. you is he gets you rebounds, assists, steals, blocks. And, um, I mean, he used to give you three-pointers and points, but he doesn't even – well, I mean, I could actually see Draymond Green going back up to around 14, what he did a couple of years ago before yeah. Kevin Durant got there. I mean, Last he, year he was maddening to own from a point yeah, perspective. Yeah, I mean, he's older now. He's going to be – he's 29. Uh, Fantrax says he's 29 and a half. So, I mean, he's still in his prime. Um, he Draymond was, finished ranked 29 last year. Yeah, he was insane at the yeah. last half of the year. So yeah, he like got in shape all of a sudden and yeah. he just killed it. So if he brings that what he did during the playoffs, I mean, he was insane during the playoffs. I think he averaged triple double. Yeah. Um, if you get that Draymond, I I, I like him at thirty five dollars any day of the week. The good thing about Draymond is he really he can fit into nearly every build. Yeah, that's the one thing that Draymond brings is that. He doesn't really hurt you because he doesn't. He, he's a bad free throw shooter, but he doesn't shoot in one point four game. Yeah, so he's not going to hurt you. No, it doesn't. He does not get to the line. That's not Draymond's game. So we don't really care about his free throw percentage. You're not going to, you know, obviously rack up free throws with him, 
points is the one area that I guess you could argue that he hurts you at seven in a game. His career average is nine. In the last four years, he's been in like 10, 11. I think 10, 11 is realistic. If he provides 10 to 11 points while still getting seven assists and seven rebounds, that's it's fine because we know the stocks are there. I think people are thinking Draymond's going to do what he did the year before Durant got there, which he had like, it was the defense player of the year year where he averaged like 14, eight and seven. Yeah, he was absurd. Yeah. That year he was like a top 20 player. And his his block numbers have gone down some throughout his the last four years. He's dropped about a half a block from, from that time. Some of that is, it looks like when I watched Draymond, he's lost some step. Some yeah. of that is because he was way out of shape last year too. So he but, like re- reinvigorated during the playoffs. Yeah. So he the, did. the only, the whole, this whole stipulation of buying Draymond Green at this, this price or drafting him in the third round is if he's in shape. Yeah. And it, it, it's a question mark. I think the Warriors will be hungrier than they were last year. And, and they just, they don't have anybody to really score or no. like facilitate the offense because Stephen Curry's not uh, a traditional uh, point guard. So he's not going to really handle the ball. Like Draymond Green is, basically the point guard in that and offense. It's not going to hurt him. D'Angelo, obviously, they bring in D'Angelo Russell, who was a point guard. Yeah. But Kevin Durant handled the ball so much for them last year. He brought the ball off the court half the time anyway. So even if D'Angelo takes those same carries, there still should be more offensive looks for Draymond. Mm-hmm. The only, I don't, I mean, the dynamic is going to be different. I don't necessarily understand. I mean, Steve Kerr is an offensive mastermind. I don't, I'm not worried about it. I'm really not worried about it. We know that there's going to be points to be made up, especially when Clay Thompson's gone. Because yeah. if they're starting Alonzo McKinney and um, Willie Colley Stein, Draymond can't score seven a, a game. And his usage rate last year was one of the lowest in the league. And he did those stats. Yeah. So if his usage rate goes up, um, you know, he only shot six attempts per game last year. And that probably goes up to 10, I would think. In 2015, his best year, he shot 10. Three year in 2016 and 17, he shot eight and a half. So even if it's eight and a half, and his field goal percentage is is forty four percent in his career. Well, he's not a great offensive scorer, but it doesn't hurt your field goal percentage because he doesn't shoot. No, he's only shooting eight a game, so we don't really care that much about that. And it's not like he's shooting forty one percent. He hasn't done that. He's only done that one time in his career. So I like Draymond Green. He has actually for someone his age decent upside because of the uh, because of the offense change. And the big thing with Draymond too is he's a center position. Yeah, he can. You can roll him out as a center, and that's a pretty good center. You're gonna, like I said, point. You're gonna have to make sure your points per game are, are something that fantasy players. I think it's it's really hard to realize. Like, do I need to get this many points a game? Because all these top players score 16, 17 points a game or more, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I'm good. But there's a really big difference between sixteen points a game and twenty seven. Yeah, and twenty six. So if you have someone like Draymond on your team, think about that and realize that your guards probably can't be a, a nineteen point score. Mm-hmm. Like Devin Booker, we need to make up those points somewhere. So get someone like Booker who's scoring twenty-seven. All right. Um, next on the list, we have Pascal Siakam, the guy, uh, the waiver wire king last year. Um, I picked him up right before the season started. Um, was gonna was about to drop him. Um, he wasn't really producing much, and then all of a sudden he just exploded, and I uh, was very happy. But um, now that he's broken out, he's not a secret anymore. Um, Yahoo has him going at $24, and Fantrax has him going at $33. Um, I can see him going between that that area. Um, I like Siakam's game. He doesn't really hurt you anywhere. He's kind of, uh, I think he averaged, what, 18 and 8 last year. Um, got you almost two, three assists. Uh, steal on the block kind of guy. Uh, really high field goal percentage. Free throws kind of average. 
um, maybe one three a game. But uh, Paso Siakam, the biggest thing, the reason he's going to go for thirty three dollars, probably I probably even might you can even go higher in some people's auction drafts or even higher in people's snake drafts is the upside. I mean, he's he, he took a, such a big leap. And now that he's the focal point of the offense with Qui-Gon, I think people are expecting him to be like a 22, 23-point scorer. Yeah. And, he I mean, very well could. Yeah, and he could. Um, the only thing I worry about is, is it too much? Yeah. I, I've You know, you watch Pascal Siakam, and he has some very good spin moves. He's a, a good at the rim. Good transition player. But he's not an ISO scorer. No. That's not what Pascal Siakam is. There will be moments in that Raptors game Underrated passer, too. He is. Where there will be moments in the Raptors game where it's like, we need to get a bucket. If they ask him to do that, his field goal percentage probably goes down some. I don't think that's his game. I think, I think Fred Van Vliet's a better role even at doing that than he is. Yeah, I think I think that was more um, apparent in the playoffs. But since fantasy is more of a regular season, I think I don't really, I you know, I I think it's not going to be as as important, you know, no, um, in the East because the East is the easier. I mean, if this was the West, I would probably be a little more down on him. But since he's in the East, and he's gonna just that no one can guard him out in the East besides maybe Giannis. Yeah, he's gonna play some scrubs. Yeah, um, I like Pascal. If I can get him for under thirty bucks, I like Siakam here. Yeah, I, I do too. His, I think he has block upside too. I mean, he's only averaged point seven last year. I think that could go up too as he gets better defensively. Yeah, I can see him averaging a block a game. He's a um, really good defender. And he shot a really good percentage from three last year at mm-hmm. 37%, but he only shot 2.7. Maybe he takes another three. You know, he's going to get more shots. He only shot 12 point, times a game last year. Mm-hmm. Losing Kawhi gets in those shots automatically. We know like OJ, o, um, um, Anobi is going to come in, um, but he's not going to take up all those shots from Kawhi Leonard. So Siakam has some upside there, some usage rate upside, and he showed us last year he can be efficient. His his stock numbers are decent. His free throw percentage is decent. Um, it, because he's a power forward, you're not that worried about seventy five percent or seventy eight percent. Um, you know, for a power forward, roll it out. Mm-hmm. Um, low turnovers too. So if you're concerned about turnovers, you know he played thirty two minutes a game and only averaged two turnovers last year. Yeah, low to really low turnovers, which probably boosts his his uh, ADP a little bit too it much. Did. I I see that probably going up to three. You just got to kind of worry about. Think about like you know, is turnover something you care about? Yeah, yeah. You know? And um, if you're doing a big man build, um, turnovers is one of the ones you usually win. Um, so that's a thing to look out for because um, the reason Siakam and it, 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 this is another thing we we went we harped on was uh, uh, just the little things can make a player make or break a player's rank. Um, I think if I saw like if Siakam averaged like one more turnover than he did, he would have been like a maybe 50 overall player than the like the top 20 player he was. Yeah, because like in eight category leagues. He's not going to be as high rank as turnovers, you know. Care, you know. Yeah. It, but but because he's so few turnovers, that's a bo- a big boost to him. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a turnover guy, and most leagues do use turnovers. I I say screw them. I don't care if they're too hard to regulate. So for me, like that that doesn't really add any value. So it's something you have to take with a grain of salt when you're looking at his rank, it's 32, maybe not quite that high. Um, but upside, he could probably play above that rank anyways. If mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam ends up as a second-round talent this year, that wouldn't surprise me. No. Yeah. Uh, Siakam, um, if he actually goes for around $24 like Yahoo says, I'm taking that every day of the week. Um, $33, I'm going to be a little bit more hesitant on, um, like Fantrax. I think Fantrax is a little bit more accurate. 
and watch him, watch him as a post-hype guy, too. Remember, these guys were in the finals. People yeah. know who mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam is. Yep. Uh, last guy on the list for the third round, we have Otto Porter Jr. Um, got traded to Chicago. Uh, they have him around $23. Otto Porter is um, great at, um, what's that saying? So, um, something of a master of none or something. Uh, yeah. I, I forgot how that saying goes, but he's like really good at everything, but not a master of everything. Yeah. Um, of anything, yeah. Gets you like 16 points, eight rebounds, three assists, really good field goal percentage, gets you really good stocks, but not. But he doesn't blow you away. And this is why Otto Porter is uh, not very – it's not very looked at in fantasy. No, not very many people realize how good of a fantasy player he can be. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, he's not going to win you a stat, but I think that's why people don't like him. Yeah. But two he's years not. Ago, I think he finished ranked 12 or something like ridiculous. Yeah. I drafted like him last year because he was ranked like top 20 last year. Yeah. Or and, the year before. And then last year he finished at 34. He was hurt some last year. And he got traded. But his after his trade, he only played 15 games with Chicago. So it's a really small sample size. But his scoring went from 12 points in the game to 17.5. And he still did everything else really well. Yeah. If he, at 12 points a game, he's kind of Draymond-ish without, you know, the stats aren't nearly as inflated, right? You're just, mm-hmm. 12 points a game is not very good. Yeah. You don't like 12 points a game. Um, and he went from 1.63s, which is average, to 2.6. So that move to Chicago's offense, where we know he's going to play, he's their highest paid player, Um I see he's him probably being, their number two option behind. Yeah, I was gonna say I think he's the number three behind Market and and uh, Levine. Yeah, yeah, number yeah, Levine's probably ahead of him too in the pecking order. But 16, 15 points a game, not unreally. Not I see him probably doing what he did two years ago that made him such a high ranked player. Maybe even better. Yeah, because he was two years ago he averaged fifteen points a game, um, and he's a very efficient scorer. Still oh, really young. Yeah, Otto Porter's only gonna be twenty five this year, so. Um, He's been healthy. Last year was the first year he's he played fifty six games last year, but that was the first year he had missed any uh, time. Really. Yeah, he'll be twenty six during the season. Um, Otto Porter, uh, Fantrax has him at thirty one dollars, so uh, thirty one dollars might be a little high. I took him for twenty five just because he's not a very sexy pick, and no one really wanted to spend money on him. So I got him for like twenty. I got him in low twenties last year. You're, that could very well happen again this year. And I, I'll take him low twenties again. I think he's just too talented of a player not to take. Forty six percent field goal percentage, two threes a game, one point five steals. And that forty six is actually low compared to what he did two years ago. He shot at fifty percent. Yeah, and he can easily do that. I mean, even at forty six percent, I'm not worried. You know, you're you're fine with that. He shot high field goal field goal percentage his whole career. He was just kind of he had like a hand injury last year, which yeah. kind of. Uh, was a detriment to his field goal percentage. He so. doesn't shoot a lot of free throws, but he's good at them when he gets mm-hmm. there in the 80s. Um, rebounding is actually last year he's only 5.6. The year before, six, which six and a half out of a small forward eligible player is pretty good. Yeah. Especially if you're going with a rebound heavy. And if you're going with a stocks heavy build, um, 1.5 steals. Yeah. And it was like a block a game, right? Uh, no, about 0.5. So not as, not as good. Um, but really low turnovers, too. So he's not going to mess up your big man. Strategy, yeah, yeah. Because only one one point two turnovers. A you can literally so. draft Otto Porter, and he'll fit into any build. Yeah, he's really versatile. Yeah. Really, really versatile. He doesn't. The only thing he really doesn't do very well is assist. Yeah, and that's the, he still get you like what two or three game about two. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, killing your big man build, we have uh, Robert Covington uh, starting out the fourth round. Uh, Yahoo has him at twenty dollars. Uh, Lord Covington. What do they have him? Uh, 
Uh, Robert Covington last year, remember, was injured most of the year. So yeah. that's that's a good thing for a fantasy perspective because I, I bet, you know, as your casual fantasy fans, and if you have them in your league, they're not going to remember Robert Covington. I mean, yeah, I mean, he was a, he's a three-point guy. He's – so um, if you've never played fantasy basketball and you're listening to this first time, Lord uh, – he has a nickname. is Lord Covington. He is the stocks god. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a beast. He's one of those guys, it's really rare, he's one of the guys that will get you two threes, two steals, and two blocks in, a, in any single time in any game, Yeah, which is crazy. It, he, like, it never happens. Last year, he averaged 1.3 blocks a game. I mean, he only played, what, like 35 games, but the year before, still a block a game. And and his career average for steals is 1.7. Yeah. that's. I mean, that's absurd. Yeah, it's he's like... Almost guarantee you three stocks a game. Yeah, I mean the only thing and he'll probably get more blocks this game because uh, this year because he's playing power forward. Yeah, he will, and he's not old. He's going to be twenty nine this year. Yeah, um, threes threes a game, two and a half threes a game. He's one of the the league's elite three point shooters because he is a three point special specialist offensively. Bad field goal percentage. So just expect it for forty. His career field goal percentage is actually like forty percent. It's bad. It's very bad. But if you're going threes and you want steals, which the three, you know, if you're going like the heavy guard, Steph Curry type. But Robert Covington literally only does gets you like 12 points, and then he gets you stocks and threes. Yeah, and that's he doesn't do anything else. But this, rebounds but, are average for. I mean, but if you're playing a power forward, four five a game isn't very good. Yeah, so you you spend the money on Robert Covington to win stocks. Yeah, and he does if he's healthy. Yeah, and he can win them by himself. Yeah. So I really like Robert Covington if you're focusing on the three point. You know, the, the guard-heavy build where you're not worried about your field goal percentage. Um, you're trying to get threes. You're trying to get steals. Yeah. Um, I play. I played against Robert Covington last year when he was healthy and see him get, like, three blocks and three steals and four threes in one game and just makes you want to it's cry. It's infuriating because those are the hardest categories. You know, not, not threes, but stocks are the hardest categories to get. Yeah. So, Robert Covington, um, if you want to win stocks and he's healthy, uh, I'm taking a chance on him at 24, 25 bucks. If he's healthy and I, if you guarantee me 70 games from Robert Covington at uh, Yahoo has him at 20 bucks, I'm taking that. And besides last year, he played 67 games every year in his career except for last year. Yeah. And Co- at least. And Covington's going to be power forward eligible this year. So, he's going to be small forward and power forward. Which I is, like him at power forward. I mean, his field goal percentage at 40, you know, 43% the last couple of years, but he's only shooting 10 a game. That's yeah. Not horrible. He's not going to kill your field goal percentage. So. No, but it, it I, I really love him with a guard heavy team. Put him in the power forward spot. And you're getting heavy stocks and threes from your forward. Yeah. It's a good fit. Uh, next on our list, we have D'Angelo Russell. Uh, Russell, they have him at $22. And the, they have him going in the fourth round. I don't know. I feel like he – yeah, um, I, I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like – so Fantrax says they have him at $26. Um, they said minutes should re- increase, which I agree. Different team. Um, I think he fits into this offense way better than what he did with the Nets. Um, I think he's going to – I mean, you have him. So he played 30 minutes a game last year, and yeah. I owned D'Angelo Russell for a, for the whole year. And there were times where because they had Dinwiddie and, and Russell was kind of a learning player, he would sit out the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. They would they would literally just not play him in the fourth quarter. Um, that's not happening at Golden State. No. First of all, I think Russell's matured as a player. And second of all, they're going to need his scoring. So D'Angelo Russell – Assist number seven a game last year. He can hold seven a game. I really think he can. Yeah. Um, that's not absurd. He's going to have the ball still quite a bit because they have to take up all that usage from Durant. Um, 21 points a game. Why not? 
I, 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 I just I don't see any of his stats really decreasing being on no. Golden State because he's going to be uh, the third option on that team. He's a decent steals one point two. Yeah, probably the second. Yeah, I mean for majority of the year and Clay Thompson, we don't know when he's coming back. So, uh, th- three threes a game out of him, which is under it's it's an underrated amount of threes from him. Um, the year before he was not nearly as efficient from the threes. So, and in Golden State's offense, he's going to be playing like the clay thompson mm-hmm. i mean i don't think he will be playing the clay thompson role i think steph curry will play the clay thompson role but they that offense is designed to generate threes so if he goes from 2.9 threes a game to 3.5 mm-hmm. and his scoring stays 21 because clay thompson averages about that why can't d'angelo russell yeah um i know i don't think he's going to be an elite level three-point shooter like clay thompson is but he's a, still a very good three-point shooter he does not hurt you really anywhere Turnovers at 3.1 actually isn't ridiculously bad. For a guard, no. For a guard. I mean, you look like what Harden and, and some of the other really high usage at Russell Westbrook are doing at turnovers. Three a game, eh, what a, not a big deal. No. Um, field goal percentage at 43% pretty low. Um, I think that I expect that to go up. I think it went up when uh, Karis LeVert went down and he became yeah. focal point on offense, but... Um, I like D'Lo. Yeah, he's only twenty three. Yeah, and at twenty two bucks, uh, Fantrax. Um, what would I say? They had him going for like twenty five. Mm-hmm. So similar to what Yahoo had him. I I like him at around twenty bucks. He's a good starting point guard for your team. Um, not going to hurt you anywhere. Doesn't get you stocks, but um, but he's not going to hurt you. Um, next on the list, they have Buddy Heald, who had a breakout season, and I'm mad because the guy that got him got him for four bucks. Um, yeah, uh, Buddy Heald. What do you finish the year at? Like top forty. Let's give you. A, I'll give you a, a overall ranking on Buddy Hield, the guy that uh, apparently has changed the way the NBA will. Remember, he's like yeah. a year older than everyone thought. Somehow, yeah, crazy story. Buddy Hield and uh, finished at rank thirty nine. Yeah, so um, right around that um, fourth, uh, early fourth round um, pick where they have him listed. Um, Buddy Hield, um, elite three point shooter points. Um, the only th- the thing that killed Buddy Hield that will bring up. If he does it, um, he had low steals last year, but he's always averaged around 1.5. I think he was down to one last year, if I remember correctly. Last year, last year, 0.7. The year before, 1.1 was his career high. Yeah, so if he, so that's a pretty big drop. Yeah, if he gets you back up to 1.1, 1.2, Buddy Hill's probably a high third round pick. Um, it, I, I don't. It's weird because so last year he played a career high minutes significantly, but one thing that Buddy healed two years ago in the year he had the 1.1 steals is that he was actually coming in as a reserve. Oh, okay. So I think maybe it's because he, with the, uh, the people he's playing with, he's playing against backups a lot of that time. So he's playing 25 true. minutes a game. Now he comes into the starting rotation. He's playing against t- starting two guards. His steal goes down to point two. He's not a great defensive player. No. So maybe maybe it's just quality of talent. Yeah, that, that could be true, yeah. Um, and, and So if he stays in the starting lineup, I'm not sure we can expect a huge jump because he paid 32 minutes a game last year. There's not a whole lot more room there. No. I mean, he's uh, this is his fourth year. I mean, he's an older rookie. Um, came Apparently really old. Yeah, he's going to be 27 this year. Um, <laughs> his, uh, his contract year, kind of. I mean, I, I'd assume the Kings are going to really, uh, give him an offer at the end of the year. But um, Fantrax has him going for $27, um, pretty uh, about 10 bucks higher than what Yahoo has him at. Um, yeah, Yahoo's got him at uh, average draft is 19 right now. Yeah, so, and they have him going at the beginning of the fourth round. Fourth round, I could, yeah, I could see it. I've never done snake draft, so when I see, when I see fourth round, I, it makes sense to me. I, I, I don't have any uh, uh, levity when it comes to um, snake drafts for you, so. Yeah, we're pretty much just, uh, for us, well, I'm an auction guy through and through, so 
while I, you know, look at ADPs and can understand them. If you guys are doing a, a snake draft still, just consider an auction. You'll enjoy your draft night so much more. Yeah. Um, Buddy Heald is thought of as a three-point shooter because college, right? I mean, he was a fantastic three-point shooter. And la- up until last year, he hadn't really lived up to that. I mean, he was a very efficient three-point shooter, but he wasn't getting you a whole lot made per game because he was only playing like 25 minutes because that Mr. Yogurt couldn't figure it out. <laughs> um, last year, the chains were were loose on Buddy Heald. He played with De'Aaron Fox, 3.43s a game. You know, an elite-level three-point shooter shot 42%. He's not going down from that. That's Pretty what Buddy Heald is. Healthy player too, right? No, uh, yeah, he doesn't miss. I mean, he missed um, in 2016. Um, he played actually every single year of his career. He's played at least 80 games. Okay. Um, I kind of forgot he was with New Orleans. Yeah, um, um, Buddy Heald at 20 bucks, I'll take him. Yeah. Um, 27 bucks, I start to think about it. Um, he doesn't hurt you anywhere. That's the nice thing is that no, he's not a turnover problem because he's an off-ball shooter. Yeah. 1.8 turnovers per game, really high um, free throw percentage in the high 80s, high high field goal percent. For for a three-point shooter, 46% is legitimate. And 20 points a game for only – if you spend $19 and you're getting a 21-point score, realize that he's not going to get you assist and he's not going to get you stocks, most likely. We, we don't think that his stocks will come back. Um Maybe he can get to a little bit more steals, but probably not going to take a big jump. And only 2.5 assists. Five rebounds a game last year was a big jump for him, too. Yeah, five rebounds is pretty decent for, for a shooting guard. I like yeah. that. Um, but, and, yeah, Buddy Hill at 20 bucks. I'll take that. Whatever. He is only shooting guard eligible, which um, just players can have multiple eligibilities depending on yeah, you have to start a shooting guard and a small forward. It would be nice if you had that small forward eligibility, but he just doesn't mm-hmm. um, because he had, hasn't played enough game or minutes there. So that does pigeonhole him some. Well, I don't even know what Yahoo goes to base it off. Is like 25%? Yeah, it's a certain percentage of games played out of position before they'll give it to you. Uh, most players are only eligible for two positions. It's rare to find someone who can play three. Um, Who's three? I don't even know. I, I, I'm just looking through the top 50 here. I don't think there, there might not be one. Um not in the top 50. Oh, another thing to look at for Siakam. Siakam's only power forward also. Yeah, so that does hurt you if and you can slide someone over yeah, to center. And Zion is too. It, the power forward position kind of sucks um, just because when you got when you have guards, um, you can have an – there's a third spot that's just guard-centric. Yeah. So well, You get the forward spot, but you have to play two centers. Yeah. That's the thing is like every other position, you're playing like one point guard, one shooting guard, then a guard. Yeah. And then you're playing – um, one small forward, one forward, and a forward, but you have to play two straight up centers. Yeah. So when a power forward doesn't have that center option, it sucks. It, it, yeah, it sucks. Um, so, but having him as a shooting guard only, he's still going to have three positions of eligibility, considering, um, assuming you have a utility spot as well. But just something to look at. I, I mean, it's, it's not something I take into account as I'm drafting unless I like need a position. Yeah. Um, um, but I like Buddy. I like Buddy Heald uh, for nineteen dollars. I think he's a good player. Like him a lot better than the next guy. Yeah. Uh, next guy, Kevin Love, uh, eighteen dollars, um, fourth round pick. Yeah. I don't know even know if I would take if I did a snake draft. I don't think I would take him in the fourth round. Uh, no. Kevin Love, they, uh, Fantrax draft? has him at twenty four dollars, so they're really low on him. Um, Kevin Love's only thirty one. Um, Ke- Kevin Love is a top is a is a third a second third round player if he's healthy. But that's a huge if. He hasn't not really been he hasn't had a healthy season in what, two, three seasons? Uh, he so in the last three years, his high is sixty games. Yeah. Last I, year he played twenty two. Yeah. I'm not I'm not touching Kevin Love with a ten foot pole. 
Um, if you want to try to take the upside, maybe he is healthy this year, and I'm wrong, that's fine. But he's 31 and has uh, three years of injury problems. I'm not. I'm staying away from it. And it's it's the most three recent years. Yeah, he's been bad, but he had those problems in Minnesota too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the reasons I think they didn't keep him there because he had a couple years where he couldn't stay on the court. He had like three solid years when he was with LeBron from 13 to 15 where he played 77. Uh, Kevin Love is um, doesn't get a single stock. He provides nothing in stocks mm-hmm. uh, defensively. Um, we know he's a three-point shooter, and we know he can score points. He's a good rebounder. And, yeah, he's he's is a good rebounder. Ten and a half a game, um, but his field goal percentage is so darn bad that it doesn't make a. And he shoots quite a bit. Four, you know, fourteen times a game. Yeah, I so, mean, I, at twenty dollars, if you can guarantee me Kevin Love plays. 60 to 70 games. Oh, with those rebounding numbers and scoring numbers? Yeah, I would yeah. take that chance at 20 bucks, but I, I don't see him playing more than 60 games, and I just don't like it. it. And we have no idea what Kevin Love's situation is going to be this year. Yeah, we if don't even know if he's going to be on the Cleveland. If he's with Cleveland and healthy, he's going to get shots. He's not going to shoot well. No. I mean, he shot 38% last year in 22 games. Um, the year before that was, was 45. The year before that, 42. So just all over the place. He's not going to shoot... A good percentage he's if a, he's with Cleveland. He's a guard that gets you rebounds and no steals. He's he's and he's a prime candidate to be traded. Mm-hmm. He's like the Marcus All effect where we saw last year. Marcus All is a fantasy stud gets traded to the Raptors and falls off a cliff. I mm-hmm. mean, he was like rank fifteen to rank thirty or something because he just wasn't getting the minutes. He's on a better team. Yeah, Kevin Love is a prime candidate to see that happen to him. And when that happens, right before your fantasy playoffs, you're going to regret drafting this guy, even if he was relatively healthy. Yeah, because when when he gets traded around the All-Star break, I think you have like, what, four weeks before the playoffs? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's it's those type of players that you know that have a chance of getting traded are scary. Um, I had Tobias Harris, and he got traded, which sucked because he went down like 20 ranks because he just wasn't getting the volume. So it just – things like that can really screw up your season. Yeah, it's just the small things you got to think about. I mean, Kevin Love used to be in, you know, five years, ten years ago, whatever, when Kevin Love was first in the league, dude was like the number two fantasy player. So he still holds, because he's so good at rebounds, so good at scoring, Minnesota. So he still holds that thought in a lot of fantasy players' minds, especially the ones that have been around for a while. Mm-hmm. But just think about the things like, oh, dude, this guy could get traded. I mean, he, he could, what if he's playing on the Clippers, just for example? I don't not obviously I don't understand how that would work money wise, but or the Heat, like or the where, Trailblazers, where he's like option four, not option one, and then you go from like what he did with LeBron minus some more because the guy's in his early thirties and he's behind two other stars, you know, and is he averaging like what Chris Bosh did? What happened with that drop? Mm-hmm. So just something to, to think about. Not only is he injury prone, but he's probably going to get traded. Or at least there's a likelihood he's going to get traded. If you're looking for your power forward at the fourth round and uh, or you're wanting to spend twenty dollars on a power forward, go with our next guy. Lori Marketing. Lori Marketing, uh they have him same price as Kevin Love. And the same price as Kevin Love, I'm taking Lori Marketing. I I just I know Lori Markin has his issues too. Um fan yeah, Fantrax has Lori Markin at thirty five dollars, which I, I totally understand. Um some of these Yahoo total rankings for auctions don't are kind of um very low. Yeah, uh, just because, like I said, people haven't drafted yet. Yeah. Um, even their projected is kind of sad. $19. Like, Laurie Markkinen is going to be a $30 player. Um, Laurie Markkinen doesn't get you defensive stats. The, 
Um, nope. He point six and point seven last year. Um, in the, in the other downside, Lord Markkinen has he's almost Porzingis ish. That doesn't get you blocks. That doesn't get you blocks. Yeah, so uh, which he is averaged, why he's ranked so much lower. Yeah, so he got eighteen points. So he obviously had the elbow issues. Only played fifty two games last year. Played sixty eight his rookie year, which isn't awful. Um, eighteen point seven points. Uh, no stocks. Point seven steals. Point six blocks. He's not gonna help you there. Nine rebounds. Which no is, assists either. Yeah, nine rebounds is decent. Uh, shoots really good free throws for a big man, um, which you like to see. Um, shot. 43% from the field, which I could see him improving um, just with that team being healthy and the more players added because he was kind of asked to do a lot. A lot and he gets Otto Porter this year. He gets Levine for the full year, too. An amazing three points. Like, gets you 2.3 points. So he's as great as a power forward. Yeah. He's um, he's just kind of like the, the, the guy that he's – and it's, it's happening a lot in this day and age. It's just uh, these – these tweeners that get you guard stats, but are big men. So they, they get you re so you substitute in assists for rebounds yep. and then, and then voila, you got your big man. I mean, he's got good rebound numbers. The only thing I'd like, you know, it's just, you're not getting any stocks. So if you want to be competitive in stocks and you're rolling him out and he's only power forward eligible, um, just don't expect anything. So you have to get your stocks from somewhere you take else. the upside. He does. And that's, and that's why I, I, like I just said, when we were talking about Kevin Love, I'm fine going marketing in. I think Markinen, you know, he's one of the, the promising young players in the league. And if Markinen stays on the court for 72 games, 73 games, whatever it is, why can't Markinen score 20 points a game with 10 rebounds? He can. He's DeAndre Ayton talent offensively. I mean, he, he really can score that with threes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just we're not going to get stocks out of him. That's not the type of player he is. And you got to remember um, a, one-third of his shots are threes. He shoots six point four. He shoots six point three, six point four threes a game, uh, when he's taking fifteen shots a game. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all more than one third of your one third of his shots are threes. So you. Gotta, that's why his field goal percentage is forty three percent. Yeah. So, um, fifteen shots. It's it's a lot. So it's gonna hurt your field goal percentage. You have to you have to draft around that. Um, it's not a player that only is only taking like eight or eight, seven or eight shots. So, fifteen. Is, sh- I I think he's a post hype potential here. Yeah, like um, people. That's were, if you if you live in like our area where we have Bulls fans. We're from the Midwest, so we're gonna have a lot of Bulls fans. Well, I'm saying he had so much hype going into last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't live up to it because of his injuries. Sometimes those players see a post hype drop off, where it's like, oh, screw Laurie Markkinen, right? Because he, he was bad last year. Laurie Markkinen's still a productive player. Obviously, if <laughs> regional biases are something you should take into consideration as well it's a big thing and people it's it's a serious thing people don't want to admit it but like i mean obviously players who play overseas you don't really have to worry about that or uh or canada or something but like if you're a regional guy so if you're from the midwest you got to be wary of the big one is chicago um chicago bulls or um whether minnesota timberwolves yeah minnesota timberwolves they don't have a whole huge following but bulls are big yeah or uh cavalier cavaliers or like teams like that it's the same thing with football. Like in our football draft, we had like anyone uh, that was on the Chiefs or the Bears, or like players that play for Iowa teams, like David Johnson played for you and I. Yeah, like just things like that you have to take in consideration. Yeah, so if you got a guy like Monte Morris who's coming from an Iowa State, which is the closest school to us, like he's going to go for a couple of dollars more than he should just because of that. Yeah, Markinen is a Bulls player. We know we have. I know I have at least two Bulls fans in my league. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of the times the guys aren't very hidden about it. I, tr- I mean, because I'm an ultra competitive fantasy player, almost to a fault, like it's almost more of a competition than fun for me sometimes. I, yeah. And I'm the same way as Jordan. I, I could give a rat's ass if a Celtics player is up to bid. I don't If Jason Tatum goes for like two, three more dollars than what he goes for, I'm not going to take that chance. I don't no, care. I, I want to win and I want to be competitive. So I don't really care about, I, I separate my fandom from fantasy pretty exactly, well. Yeah, and you have to, or it's going to bite you in the ass. Yeah. Because if you go in and you're like, oh dude, I got to get me a bowl. I got to get, you know, I have to get a Laker. I have to get a Clipper. I'm what? a Vikings fan too. And I got, I drafted Adam Thielen. I traded him last week Yeah, because I need a running back. It's just, yeah. it's part of fantasy. It, and that's, it's, I think that's what makes fantasy fun is just kind of like like you're owning a team almost I mean, that's obviously what... if you can get uh, a favorite player from your team for a decent price or a decent round um go ahead that's fine oh trust me like all those years where kobe like because i started playing fantasy basketball 10 years 2009 it's like the twilight of kobe bryant's year where he could like still kind of justify drafting him mm-hmm. um he wasn't a great fantasy player he was decent he was he was good in 2010 yeah he, he for but from that that second part of that you know, the 2010 decade is kind of questionable. Um, so, but I've always, I always wanted Kobe. Like I just really wanted him, but I realized he's Kobe fricking Bryant and he's going to go for $15 more than he should. Mm-hmm. You know, Laurie Markkinen, if you live in Chicago or if you live in the Iowa, like we do, Laurie Markkinen goes for too much. Same thing. If you guys are in LA, wherever, you know, just be wary of your biases. Um, Cause they, they do come into play. Yeah. Whereas a guy like Michael Conley, When's the last time you met a jazz fan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Michael, uh, marketing, I kind of got on a tangent there, but marketing, marketing, if he goes more than $25, I probably, I'm, I'm probably passing on him. But for $20 to $25, I'll, I'll take that chance of marketing. Yeah, you got good upside with him. Uh, next, in uh, speaking of uh, Michael Conley, he's next on the list. They have him going for $20. Uh, they have him going in the fourth round. Michael Conley. Uh, Fantrax has him uh, going for... Remember, Michael Conley is changing teams this year. Yeah. So he'll switch for the first time in his career to a new offense. Yeah. Well, not to a new offense, but to a new team. New yeah. city, new environment. Going for $27 on Fantrax, which I think is probably more reasonable than the $20 on Yahoo. But Yeah, Michael Conley, I think, will be a... Michael Conley has a very good fantasy reputation because besides last uh, 2017, he's actually been a pretty healthy guard. I mean, he had one year where he played in 56 games, but almost every year he's hitting that 70 mark. Mm-hmm. So he has a really good fantasy reputation because he's a starting point guard that gets you decent numbers that doesn't cost a whole lot. He's not a first-round pick. I mean, you, but you talk about a guy who's getting you 18 points a game and six assists, and it's like, oh, yeah, wait, he gets 1.3 steals, um, and he's efficient scorer, 44% career shooter. Um, last year shot 44%. That's kind of like what he does. Um, and he also... You know, good free throw shooter and two threes a game. So, really balanced, mm-hmm. really balanced, and really underrated in in the NBA. I think in general, but in fantasy, um, you know, he has a really good reputation. So, Michael Conley switches offenses, switches teams. I don't really don't see him taking a big dip anywhere. I don't expect him to either because he has been a pillar of consistency, especially like the last six years. It's just something to, to think about. You know, obviously we don't know how many looks is he going to, he last time, last year he shot 16 times a game with Donovan Mitchell. He probably still can get 16 because Bogdanovich does take 
some shots, but not that many. No, R- Rudy Gobert takes like hardly even touches the ball offensively. No, he's, uh, Rudy Gobert is most, mostly putbacks. So if you're talking about having you know, 100 possessions a game, there's plenty of of food to go around there for for Michael Conley. So I like I like Michael Conley there. The only thing, you know, like I told you guys just a little bit when we were talking about Chris Paul, I'm an eight. You know, I like to stay with younger players. He's going to be 32, but because he's been relatively healthy. And if you can get like him versus Chris Paul, Michael Conley. Yeah, I'll take Michael all day, Conley over all day, all day. So, um, yeah, you can expect decent assist numbers, decent three numbers, good field goal percentage, good free throw percentage, and good stocks. Um, next on our list, we have uh, after Michael Conley is Jamar Rosen. Uh, how far are we into this? One, two, three, four, five, six. So we're. Seventh into the fourth round, so seventh pick in this fourth round. Uh, DeMar Rosen, they have him $18. DeRozan had actually a pretty good fantasy year last year. Obviously, he doesn't really get you any uh, steals. Um, up to his, uh, up to his rebounding and assist, um, doesn't shoot any threes. And when I mean any, he doesn't shoot any. Like Yeah, like he literally, two years ago, he made a couple in Toronto. It didn't percent in the Spurs. Like Greg Popovich has done this to a lot of players. If you can't shoot him, he doesn't let you shoot him. Like, he literally made point one threes all year. We're talking about, like, literally just a minuscule amount. Um, one one steal a game is not great for a, a shooting guard. It's okay, um, but it's not a strength of his. He doesn't get a lot of blocks. Um, low turnovers, though. Low turnovers, which is a good thing. So, you know, if you're, you're worried about your turnovers, he's a, a good source of points without costing a lot of turnovers. 21 points a game, high field goal percentage. But he's got that a couple really glaring weaknesses. Um, yeah, and as a guard and not making any threes, it's it's kind of hard. Yeah, if you're not worried about threes, okay. He doesn't get you any of the peripheral stats that you. It's they're hard to get. Which, Assists are okay, six. I mean that's pretty good for a shooting guard. So maybe there's an argument. Whereas if you're going for an assist heavy team, like if you had like a Rubio or something like that, it. it it, it's a point guard and then him at shooting guard, then you're getting quite a bit of assists out of your backcourt. But I just, I don't like DeMar DeRozan this year just because Dodonche Murray's coming back. So it's good. You're probably going to see his rebound slip to probably back down to five or four where he was at 35 minutes a game last year. He's yeah. going to be 30. Yeah. So he's probably going to average less assists and less rebounds with Murray coming back. Um, I could probably still see him scoring around 20 points. Um, obviously he doesn't get you any stat, uh, peripheral stats like threes, steals and blocks. So, I, I'm probably going to pass him to Mar Rosen unless the, the price is right, just because he doesn't really do much. No, he really is only getting you – you bank on him getting six, six assists, and that's because he handled the ball quite a bit because they He were, was basically the point guard. In yeah, the they had point guards that were hurt. If that if those go back down to his career average of 3.4, he's a bad fantasy player. Yeah. Good field goal percentage, average points. You know, That one year he scored 27 points for Toronto. Okay, yes, we're talking about a legitimate score. But like we were saying earlier, 21 points a game is down a dozen. And Fantrax has him go for $21, so it's actually the closest we've seen Yahoo's projected and average close to Fantrax. So, um, yeah, I, I just I don't like DeMar DeRozan. Just last year, maybe you could talk me into it, but this year with everyone being healthy and all the players coming in, I'm just I'm not a fan. Uh, speaking of uh, Rosen, we have his teammate next, uh, LaMarcus Allridge. Average cost, $19.8. Um, I actually love Allridge's game. I think he's... Um, He's an underrated fantasy player. He really is. He's, he really is. He's so good. Um, he's, uh, first of all, he's always healthy. The dude literally does not miss games. Hasn't missed significant games since like 2011. 
he is getting older, 34 years old this uh, this year, but he hasn't. His game translates pretty well to age. Yeah. So I'm not super worried about that. I mean, he actually averaged, you know, still 21 points a game last year. Really efficient scoring at 51%. Good free throws. Great free throws. And he actually is a better blocker than I think most people think. 1.3 yeah. a game isn't, it's not, you know, Mitchell Robinson, but yeah. it's not bad. But if you're getting at least 1 to 1.5 from your big men, that's that's what all you can And really nine rebounds. For. And the, the nice thing about him is that the reason he can rebound so well, who else is getting rebounds on that team? Nice. I mean, he pretty much starts at center. Yeah. They play Rudy Gay at the power forward. So um, in Lamarcus, they have uh, they have more. They have him at twenty five dollars on fan tracks, which I think is probably reasonable. I think he's probably going to go between twenty five and thirty. Uh, at at if I do, if I can get Lamarcus at twenty dollars, I'm taking that. Oh, I would too. I like I like Lamarcus Aldridge. Started out slow last year, but he picked it up at the end. Um, he is a little bit older. You have to th- be thinking about that, but he's not showing any signs of slowing down. His game translates well to age, and he's healthy. Yeah, I I like Lamarcus, and he's a, a center eligible player. So. That's a that's a good center, pretty much for any build. He's not going to hurt you anywhere. No. Uh, next on the list, we have a player with all the upside um, that I might take a chance on. Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, coming in number ten in the fourth round. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. Man, he's so good. If um, if he can stay on the court, I, I he was kind of banged up. I think right. Yeah, fifty six game, fifty eight yeah. games last year. Um, um, just so much defensive upside. Stocks, 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 insane. stocks. Insane. Last, so last year he only played 26 minutes a game for a Memphis team that, like me, that we know we're, is rebuilding. So he should be getting minutes. Mm. 26 is a He's going to be the focal point of that team. Besides, he should be. Yeah, besides John Moran, he's going to be the focal point of that offense. And He shoots threes too, yeah, like you said. Yes, um, last last year, 26 minutes a game, 1.4 blocks and one steal. That's, that's, that's crazy. crazy. Um, if he plays 30 minutes a game, we're talking about a serious stock monster here. Plus, shooting last year he made one three a game at 36%. So it's not like he's jacking up bad shots, hurting his field goal percentage. Field goal percentage, 50%. Yeah. So the biggest thing with him is foul trouble. 3.8 fouls in 26 minutes isn't great. So young players do that. He was a rookie last year. Um, so kind of understand he's 19. He was 19 freaking years old last year. He's an uber athlete. If he stays on the court, I like I like this guy here. I don't know. They have him at twenty four dollars on fan tracks. So. That that makes about sense for me. The guys in his area are competitive. I really like Lamarcus. I like our next guy here too. Um, he you are taking a little bit more risk because he's not quite as proven, but you have crazy stock upside that you don't have with someone like Lamarcus. Yeah, and uh, next on the list, I think rounding out the first round or fourth round. Yeah, so this will be our last play in our ranking. Yeah. Um, well, well, we'll go through the top 50. You, know, there's you only, want to finish the top 50? Yeah, there's only four okay. players left, so might as well just go through the uh, first top 50. Uh, Clint Capella. Uh, Clint Capella took a huge leap last year. Um, I think he was ranked like in the top 40 last year, or top 30 even. I'll give you a, t- I'll give you a ranking on him. Uh, they have him going for $19. Clint Capella was a monster last year. Um, I, uh, let me see what he averaged. Uh, I think it was – He did he was 46, ranked 46 last year. Yeah, so – um, he just does everything he's good at really well. Um, he took a big leap in minutes from 27 to 33, which showed in his stats. He averaged almost 17 points a game, uh, gets you 1.5 blocks, 0.7 steals, pretty decent, uh, no assists, 1.4, um, 12.7 rebounds, which is insane, um, bad free throws. But it has gotten better over the years, so maybe he takes another leap. It went from 63, it went from 56 to 63, so maybe he takes another leap. If he holds 63%, don't worry about it, because you're going, if you're getting someone like Clint Capella, 63 is... You know, he's not shooting that many a game for. Yeah, and the one thing and the reason you take Clint Capella is he shoots sixty five percent from the field. And like eleven times a game. Yeah. He's not he shoots way more than someone like Gobert. Yeah. And the only thing I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't 
really foresee it being a problem. Russell Westbrook coming in, he's a rebound thief. Yeah. But the offense in Oklahoma City was designed for Russell to get the rebound and push. Steven Adams would box out for Russell. He'd come get the rebound and I push. Don't see, I don't see Capel do I it. don't think that's how they're going to run the offense. So, yes, he's getting a really good rebounding guard in there. But even if he's at, like, 11 rebounds instead of 13, he's an elite rebounding player. He actually scores quite a bit of points at 16.6. He's almost Drummond-ish stats for a lot cheaper. Yeah, and he's not quite quite the stocks player that he, that Drummond is. And they have and Fantrax has him coming in at twenty seven dollars, which I think is more reasonable. I think he's probably going to go up towards that thirty dollar mark. Dude's um, only twenty five too. Yeah, so nineteen dollars. I don't expect him to go for thirty. To, uh, I I don't even. I wouldn't even expect him to be this this late in the round. I probably he's probably a third round pick in my book. He has so much. I mean, he should. He's only shooting. You know, like I said, eleven times a game. It's a lot more to go bear. But he should just get those shots, even with Westbrook there. Yeah, he's a he's still a focal point of that offense. Yeah. Uh, next on our list, um, continuing the trend of young players, we have Jason Tatum. Tatum, I took Tatum last year. I ended up trading for Anthony Davis in that Anthony Davis trade. Um, they have him going for thirty. They have him going for fourteen dollars, which is um, almost idiotic. Uh, he's not going to go for fourteen dollars. He's going to go for almost thirty dollars. Fantrax has him go for thirty-four, which I think I, I can believe. And a lot of the players around him in the rankings are showing, you know, like Capella's nineteen, Chris Middleton's sixteen. People just are that have drafted already don't like Tatum for some reason. Yeah, um, and I know in our league he's not going to go for that because I'm probably going to bid on him because he's one of my favorite player. And people are going to outbid me, but. Oh well, uh, <laughs> Jason Tatum, uh, his small forward, power forward uh, rank. Jason Tatum does. Uh, he took a dip in uh, efficiency last year, but Tatum really does almost everything pretty decent. And with Irving out and just that step forward, I I, I can see him averaging probably seventeen points a game. Um, yeah, so, why not? So to give you an idea, of what he did, he averaged fifteen point seven fifteen point seven points. And mind you, this is a as a small forward or even a, a small power forward. Uh, almost 16 points a game, um, low turnovers, 0.7 blocks, which is pretty impressive for his size. 1.1 steals, 2.1 assists. Impressive for his position. Yeah, 2.1 steals, six assists, uh, 85% from the free throw line, which is crazy good. Um, the only thing he went down with uh, went down in his rookie year compared to his uh, to this year was his field goal percentage. He shot 47 his rookie year, and he shot 45, which still isn't that bad i expect him to be in at least 46 and he makes 1.53 so he does really everything pretty well yeah um he doesn't hurt you in anywhere except for maybe field goal percentage but you don't i mean if it's 16 points a game that's kind of low for how much money a lot of the guys around here can score more than and him. i think people but are he, betting on him scoring he 20 could points go a game. and yeah. i in the offense the biggest thing that's going to determine whether jason tatum takes the big step is whether gordon hayward's gordon hayward of jazz days or is he the guy we saw last year it's just who who's going to take over that that scoring load because Kemba's not quite the scorer that Kyrie is. Yeah, I like Jason Tatum's upside. I think if if somehow you get him for fourteen dollars, anything under you know, that seventeen, eighteen dollars, twenty, maybe even twenty dollars, I see him probably upside. going mid twenties. Realistically, thirty four seems high, um, but anywhere around mid twenties is probably a good value for him. The only thing I, that I don't like about Tatum is he one another one of those guys that doesn't do anything. He's not like a win you this category guy. Yeah. He's balanced, but it's not like, hey, I know I can win steals. And, and that's why people, some people don't like him because it's not sexy. Yeah, and he, he's not a stock. He's not a Robert Covington stock guy. He's only scored 17 points a game. Yeah. Um, but upside with Tatum is, is definitely there. 
Um, next on the list, we have Middleton. I This seems way low for him. Yeah, and Middleton is weird. He had a down year last year. Um, the year before, he was actually a fantasy monster, um, but he had a really down year last year. I don't know why. I don't know if he was hurt or not. But um, So to give you his stats, he averaged 18 point. So the year before, in 2017 to 18, he averaged 20 points. It went down to 18. Um yeah, he was like a top 30 player the year before, and that's why he went his, so high. His stocks went down from 1.5 to 1. Yeah, that's it, probably what hurt him a his lot. His threes went up some. Uh, his shots per game went down some. I think just some of the, you know, they lose Brogdon. That that backcourt ro- rotation should be tighter. Yeah. Um. So he, he only played 31 minutes a game last year. He played 36 the year before. He's not old. We're talking about a 27, 28-year-old. They're just coming on a max deal. I don't see why he can't get 36 minutes. A close, not maybe not 36, but 34 instead of 31. Up his scoring back to 20 points a game. Up his stocks back to, or his uh, steals up to 1.5. He's an elite three-point shooter. Last year he scored 2.3 um, threes a game. He's going to continue to I think do the that. thing that hurt him is he went down from almost 47% field goal percentage to 44. Yeah. Um, and that can that can drop your rankings by 10, 10 almost 20. Yeah, he wasn't all that uh, efficient. Um I mean, he got benched because he was so bad sometimes last year. So that's it. It's it's a concern, but I I think Middleton bounces back. Um, they they're going to be hungry to make it. Um, Pantrax has him going for twenty three dollars. I could probably see him maybe going higher, maybe late twenty six, twenty seven bucks. Um, but if he goes for around twenty, I'll I'll take that chance on Middleton. Yeah, I like I like Middleton. I really do. I think another player that doesn't hurt you really anywhere. No, you're not. I mean, his field goal percentage wasn't great, but it's not gonna just crush you. And you're not spending you know sixty dollars on a guy like this. And I think he's got twenty point upside with three, uh, you know, nearly three a game upside. Yeah, yeah. And um, these later rounds are kind of that's uh, where the average pricing gets kind of wacky. Um, a lot of these players in the late round aren't going for this you gotta think the, the in auction that the top five rounds most players aren't going to go for under 20 bucks no. so no. uh you have to keep that in mind when you're looking at these yahoo adps for auction uh next on the list we have cj mccollum a guy you drafted um yeah cj mccollum kind of had a down year last year right well, down beginning of the year he was really really bad it's pretty much every guard I drafted had a horrible start. Yeah, so CJ and I got sick of him and traded him, and then they picked it up. They have him going for around seventeen bucks. Fantrax has him around twenty two, which is realistic. I think you. I think I got him in the in the twenties last year. I think he got him, uh, yeah, late twenties, early thirties, around yeah, that area. In that area. Um, but he had a down year the year before. Um, his 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 scoring was about the same. Um, his field goal percentage was actually up, but he didn't really take a jump anywhere in mm-hmm. his. Um, his assist numbers were down some. His rebounds are the same. His steals. steals were down some. Um, he just really didn't take a leap. His minutes were down also about four, two minutes a game. So I think I think there's a possibility we've seen a plateau for C.J. McCollum. And another thing I think well, the reason C.J. McCollum's value has gone down is three-pointers are more available. Yes. That And he was good at that. I mean, he's uh, averaged almost 2.5 2.4 threes made per game for the past four years and bat in like four years ago threes weren't uh as attainable as they are now yeah now ever literally everyone in the league shoots a, a tart you know a ton of threes so two is really 2.4 is average but yeah but like four years ago that was that was yeah. a hot commodity but now you're kind of just he's kind of regressing to the mean when it comes to three pointers made so um he's kind of stayed the same player doesn't get you a lot of assists doesn't give you a lot of turnover or rebounds doesn't give you a lot of steals 
doesn't the only thing he's he doesn't do a lot of turnovers, which is good. He kind of just went down a little bit in everything, and I think that's what hurt his ranking. Like, you know, he went down point two steals, went down point four assists, um, went down a little bit in his free throw, and this all these little incremental changes kind of hurt he, his ranking. Yeah, the only thing he did better, he shot a little bit better field goal percentage, and went down in scoring. I mean, he's kind of gone down in scoring. Uh, 23. He was, I think his best year was 2016 to 17. I think he was a top 30 player. He was yeah. averaging 23 points. And last uh, year he averaged 21. And he shot 92% from free throw, which is crazy. And last then, year only 82%. Yeah, so he's just kind of like, which is weird considering he's only 27. He's kind of gone down each year. But he said he's kind of hit, like I said, I think we've kind of seen what C.J. McCollum's going to be. I think this is ceiling. I would not expect a big jump out, and that's why he's so cheap. Because he's not even that old, Twenty going to be 28. But I think we've seen C.J. Yeah, and it's pretty close for Yahoo and Fantrax. Fantrax is at twenty two dollars. I I see him going between twenty and twenty five dollars. Um, maybe there's nothing really in this Portland offense or just this year that makes me think CJ McCollum's going to do anything different. Um, he might be asked to do more often since they lost a lot of their bench, but. Other than that, I just I don't I don't really see it. Yeah, I mean they're the, oh another uh, one thing um I I did notice is they didn't stagger Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum this year as much. No. So when they so if you notice the, the past years he's gotten worse is because CJ and Damian have played more minutes together. Yeah, and so they, something to look Damian's for. just a a better overall player. He's going to get the ball more in those yeah. big situations. So if they if they stagger him and brings bring CJ more in to play with the bench. Um, as like the main point guard, which maybe they could because they lost so much bench depth. But at the same time, they're it's not like they have this guy that you can feel comfortable playing in that starting. You know, they I lose. think that's what they did two years ago, and I think that's why he's kind of just regressed. We talked about Portland how 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 much we disliked their off season. I think you got to consider consider how that affects. And it might the improve too. his scoring. Maybe he's asked to do yeah. more offensively. Nurik is out, so that might be a, a reason. So. CJ McCollum doesn't really hurt you anywhere, but he's just kind of average. I don't know. Yeah. It's another one of those guys, just kind of like Tatum, who probably doesn't win. Just no defensive category. upside. Yeah, and you you're, you know you know we're not getting stocks out of him. So you, he's one of those players. You, you just he's old enough. I mean, he he's entering his prime now, but you just don't feel like he's going to get any better. No, I mean he's done the same thing for three three years. Yeah, you know what you're getting when you when you draft CJ McCollum. So don't expect anything amazing from him. He's probably going to be a top sixty player this year. In the, um. Last guy on our list here is, is kind of in that same boat where he's changed a lot, but I think we've kind of seen – I can't imagine this guy gets much better than he did last year. Mm-hmm. I would um, – Blake Griffin. If- Blake Griffin, sorry. Yeah, Blake Griffin's the next guy on our list. I really love Blake Griffin's game. We talked about it. But I think this is a prime regression candidate right here. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised, especially um, it, he had his first healthy season in like Ever. six years. Yeah. Um, this it's, played seventy five last year. This isn't the Blake Griffin who almost won MVP like four years ago because this Blake Griffin obviously obviously scores more and he's getting a little bit more assists, but he just doesn't rebound as much. Shoots threes like crazy too. Yeah, and he's bad field goal percentage, and it's kind of offsetting. He was like a thirty forty dollar player last year, but now Fantrax has him at twenty one dollars, and Yahoo has him at sixteen as an average, and he's going late fourth round, almost fifth round pick. And, oh, he is actually a fifth round pick, so. When we were doing our doing our power forward rankings, we talked about how much we loved what Blake Griffin does and how he's transitioned his game. And Blake Griffin ended up being fantasy ranked number 49 last year. But from a fantasy perspective, like we said, we know he's an injury-prone player. Yes, he played 75 last year, but 58 the year before, 61, 35. I mean, this guy just doesn't stay on the court since he left 
um, you know, pretty much the last three or four years, he's been hurt and it's always relatively minor, but he had surgery in the off season again this year. The latest report is that he's going to be available to start training camp, but you're starting the year with a surgery. That's not something I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Stats wise, a player of, there are certain things that he does, does so well from a power forward center position for $19. It's like, Oh yeah. But like I said, I think this is a prime regression and prime injury candidate, but 24 points a game um, and 2.53s. I mean, seriously, 2.53s out of a center and five assists a game. That's yeah. crazy. No stocks. Mind you, no stocks. Point, He's uh, d- decent steals, right? Point seven last year. Okay. Not he used to get around one, but. Yeah, early, early mid, it is uh, 2012, 2014, one. But yeah, point seven and point four blocks. Like, literally no blocks. High turnovers, 3.4. Because he he runs he handles yeah, he the runs ball a lot. He's a pad. He's a point. Field goal percentage is forty six percent last year, which is not great for a power forward center. His career is fifty percent, but he's stretching his range. He shot seven threes a game last year. And Blake Griffin, if so, ignoring all the injuries, if he plays, say he plays a normal amount of games, if he gets his field goal percentage up from forty six to fifty, he's probably a top forty player. And it's just we just realized that because he's shooting threes, yeah, it's not going to happen. No, I mean not shooting. It's hard to have a, a field goal percentage of fifty percent if you're shooting seven threes a game. Yeah, I think Steph Curry's like the only player that can do that. Yeah, it's it's very very, and that's why he's the rank one three player. Yeah. or whatever. Yep. Um, free throw percentage. Blake Griffin used to be a big liability. He's he's fixed that. He's now shooting mid seventies to high seventies. That's great um, for a power forward um, because last year he actually shot seven a game, which is quite a few. Um, Good assist numbers for a power forward. Still an average rebounder, not nearly as good as he used to be. Remember, no. this is not Blake Griffin of 2011. He's not averaging 10 a game anymore. He averaged last year 7.5. Part of that's because he plays with an elite rebounder, Drummond. Part of that's because he's a perimeter player. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, Blake Griffin just kind of moved his game to the outside, and it's kind of shown. So um, if you want to take the chance, and maybe – maybe I, I've heard interviews where he's changed, like, his whole diet and – how he works out and everything. So maybe he is healthy, but the surgeries scare me. And unless he's cheap, I'm, I'm not going to take uh, Unless he's under $20, I'm not going to take a chance on him. I agree. Um, but that wraps it up for our top 50 of our ADP uh, review, I guess I would say, of Yahoo's ADP. I, we probably won't be going over ESPN just because we don't have any ESPN um, leagues. And most fantasy basketball players use Yahoo, too. Yeah, most fantasy is, goes through Yahoo. Um, if you're using ESPN, we understand, um, ESPN's ADP is even worse than Yahoo's. Um, Yahoo's is for the most part, pretty accurate. I would say ESPN's is pretty bad. Um, I've, I've listened to podcasts and read articles about how bad ESPN ranks players. So, um, I, I we just won't be doing ESPN cause we just don't have any leagues there. But I mean, if we would, if we were more fantasy oriented, uh, podcast, but obviously we're not, we're just kind of going over this because, um, we're getting really close to the season and it's fun to look over this stuff, but, uh, we might, uh, next season or next week, we'll probably be going over maybe the next top 50 because, um, there hasn't really been a lot of whole, whole lot of NBA news and, uh, the, uh, preseason has, it doesn't start till after next Sunday. So we yeah, really don't have like the, the Tuesday following. Yeah. So we won't actually have any, um, really any NBA stuff to talk about until preseason starts. So we'll probably just go over more fantasy stuff. Yeah, um, and we realize we're right in the middle of NFL yeah. prime mania right now. So, um, if you guys are listening to us, thank you so much. I know um, we kind of hit a little bit of dip, but you know, I, I don't blame you. I've been watching NFL, so and hopefully, you know, if you guys are starting to get ready for your 
fantasy basketball drafts and you're driving your car, listen to what we have to say. I mean, we uh, we we try our best to, to be as knowledgeable as we can and look into this stuff as much as we can and uh, think as critically as we can. And and I'm not – I don't want to say I'm a fantasy expert. I'm not. No, and, and like I said, I've been playing for 10 years. It doesn't make me an expert. But the thing about fantasy, and I think a lot of players don't realize this, is that really no one's an expert. I think – there are people that follow it very closely and, and that learn things about players that, that the casual person doesn't know. And they have a lot of information, but really fantasy is guessing. I mean, it's hard. To, it's just like betting. You don't know what's, you know, who knows if Blake Griffin's going to get hurt? Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows if, if Zion Williamson could be the number five player? Maybe, right? Yeah. I mean, we're just projecting. We're just guessing. We're just taking the knowledge that we have and trying to give you guys the things that we think about when we're drafting players and putting together teams and, you know, give you that leg up because there's going to be a lot of players, especially if you're in a casual league, they're going to go in and be like, Ooh, Chris Paul. Yeah. It it's, it's uh, yeah. Like Jordan said, um, we're just, we, we try to take uh, stats and projections and just give our opinions on it. Um, that's, we can't really give you hard evidence that a player is going to do this next year. I mean, I know we were kind of, uh, we kind of did that when we did our uh, rankings with the war system and they were pretty accurate. But this is fantasy. It's a totally different monster when it comes oh, to yeah. uh, stat projections. So. Just because you're a good fantasy player doesn't mean you get your team wins. This is yeah. a whole different ranking system, a yeah. whole different way to view players. This is a fan-based approach to to the NBA. Yeah, because, I mean, you could have a player that's just killing it, but their team's 10 and 40. So Yeah, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, so um, thanks for listening, everyone. Um, really, really appreciate it. If um, you like what you're listening, give us a review, rate, whatever, uh, wherever you listen to our, listen to our podcast at. Um, but we'll be going over our next top uh, 50 to 100 of the Yahoo ADP next week. And we hope to see you there. Have a good one, guys. Bye. We've been walking through the forest with blood on our hands. We got lost. It's such a foreign land where we could be free. We could be free. I'm a pagan, I'm a pilgrim, I'm a sinner, I'm a saint. I'm one of God's children that's descending from the state. We've been deceived. We've been deceived.